no gimmicks. Who are you? He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. That's what I'm talking about, man. Wait a minute. I know you. Check out the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma. I know that, dude. He's a modern-day Yoda. I'm your huckleberry. Allow myself to introduce myself. Greetings and salutations. We came, we saw, we kicked it down. You're excited. Feel these nipples. That boy's good. Mm -hmm. Good and terrible. Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! This is the Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X. Sportos, motorheads, geek bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. Everybody, it is Wednesday, February 15th. This is the Mike Rutherford Show coming to you from the U of L College of Business Studios. Visit business.louisville.edu to see what the U of L College of Business can do for you. We're on the air today from 3 until 6 here on 1450 AM, 961 FM, streaming all over the globe. You know it's better as the Big X. Trevor Kelsey in the house, Mike Rutherford in the pilot seat. Lots to get to today. I, I, let me start off with this. I'm struggling today. I'm struggling. Last the night, matter, Mike. Thank you. Thank you for playing along. <laughs> Last night, great Valentine's Day. Enjoyed. The kids were great. Had a nice time with with Mary. Everything. The whole day went great. Got a whole nice. Jack Ryan episode in. What? Well, we finished the episode that we started the night before. It was great. It was lovely. No, it's the one the night before. <laughs> Got like 35 minutes of TV in. It was nice. Is it an hour show or a 30 minute show? It's like an hour show. Okay, at least, okay, at least it's sad. Like, it's good. It's entertaining. It's a 22 minute show. <laughs> yeah, no, that would be, we're not that bad, but, okay. but close. So about one o'clock, John wakes up screaming, which is very rare. He's, he's our good sleeper. Will not go down. He's burning hot. Virginia coughing, burning hot. So John, off and on, Mary and I are rotating, spending time with him. He doesn't go really to sleep for good until like four. Virginia gets up at 5.30. She's raring to go. Both kids at the doctor. Virginia, Mary and I have not slept, really. Virginia has strep. John has an ear infection. So Ear infections are kind of common amongst them. Ear infe- yeah, yeah. They, they've had like 15 ear infections, yeah, I, I feel say, like. Yeah. So You're not the only one has told me, oh, the kid's got an ear infection. I know. It's, like, it's a common moment until like the one or two or three. And the doctor's like, we have a wave of strep going on right now. He's like, he's like typically we don't see strep in waves. You know, we, you've had COVID waves, you have flu waves, we've got strep waves. My mom is, you know, my mom works at the preschool where Virginia goes. She's like, there's like 70 kids out with strep right now. So we avoided it for a little bit, but her cousin got it. We kind of thought it was coming. So Virginia's a trooper, though. She's like, I'm not sick. She's, she thinks that getting sick means you lose your voice. I think because her, her cousin Audrey had lost her voice one time when she was sick and like couldn't talk. And for some reason, you know, it's weird what sticks with kids and what doesn't stick with kids. But she's like, I'm okay. Like, my voice is fine. So she'll kind of cough and be raspy. And she's like, I kind of lose my voice, but I think it's okay. But she's we got her on the antibiotic now. Hopefully she'll be better in a couple of days. But it was it was not, not a fun, especially after running around yesterday for Valentine's Day. I was I could use a good night of sleep. Did not get it. It is a 
has been a rough day, which makes this, Trevor, the perfect day to talk about Louisville versus Virginia basketball. A little hazy. There's no perfect day. A little fuzzy, little groggy, not happy already. Perfect time to talk about the Cards taking on Virginia, a team that we have historically just been absolutely beaten to a pulp by, and you can only imagine what it's going to look like this year when we're the worst team in the ACC, and they are, I think, the best team in the not ACC. The worst team in the ACC? They're, they're the best team in the ACC. I mean, it doesn't matter. As long as they're not the worst, we still have no we're, chance. Yeah, we, we, it's, it's like I said yesterday. We, you know how this is going to go. We, 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 yeah, we've, we've been here before. I feel okay about it. We did also, I had to laugh last night. You were incorporated into our, our Valentine's Day, which is a horrifying thought. Oh, I told everybody to have her get with Trevor once. I didn't know you were really going to do it. Yeah. So I, I told you, like, you know, Mary typically she'll listen to the show when she's working from three to five, but then at five, babysitter has to go. She goes downstairs and she, you know, hangs out with the kids until I get home at six. So she typically misses the, the last hour of the show. So she had heard, she thought the, the beginning of the show was very funny. And I was like, you didn't hear anything because you missed the last hour of yesterday's show. <laughs> Trevor has an ex-love who at one point in time called him and asked him if he might know somebody who could help with digging up the body of her ex-lover who she believed wanted to be cremated but was buried by his family. Yeah, like yeah, by like his actual family. And I'm like, this is the greatest story ever told on the radio show. <laughs> I got more reaction to this from yesterday than I think we've gotten in a long, long time. Just when you think I don't have, I just think you've heard it all from me, right? You think, yeah. So, so we We're have up to the mid two thousands. We haven't even got to my early thirties. We haven't. So every day is a new, it's a new adventure. So I, I've got to play the clip. We're like, I'm dying laughing. Like, like we're like rolling on. This is like at ten thirty last night. I'm like, this is Trevor just infiltrating our Valentine's Day. She's she's like losing it every time you open your mouth and tell another part of the story. And I'm incredulous to the fact that this is actually happening. So it was nice. We, we worked a little TK into the Valentine's Day. Well, I, I never thought a story of, of my one of my crazy exes would, would set a Valentine's Day mood. But I guess nothing makes you appreciate the one you're with than hearing about the ones I've been with. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is, a, it is an insane story, which I am shocked has not come up before yesterday. Did you look at her after that happened? Did you look at her go, and you got mad at me for knocking over the Christmas tree. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so sorry if I've ever thought that you were a little bit crazy for some of the yeah. stuff that you've said because now hold there me. are levels. <laughs> I need to cuddle. <laughs> yeah, just please don't ever throw me back out into that world. But that was that was a good time. 502-414-1450, by the way, is the Thornton's text line. Text us at any point today with your questions, your comments, your thoughts, your concerns, your topic ideas, your reaction to Trevor... <laughs> Grave digging life. <laughs> Grave digging life. It wasn't a lie. It wasn't buried alive. And That'd have made me a hero, right? Kind of. <laughs> if you want to look at it that way, sure. You are a hero. You're always a hero to me. You're definitely a hero in this form of the story. But while you're at it, download that refreshing rewards app from Thornton's. It's going to save you money every time you need to fuel up the pump or every time you want a delicious treat inside from any one of the 83,957 area Thornton's locations. There's that many of them. For a reason. TK, you sent me a picture with your, your trophy saying that was, your Valentine. that was your Valentine. How was the rest of your I was actually Tuesday copying evening? a feel, if you couldn't tell. I had that hand was kind of cupped around. The, I didn't notice that. Yeah. There, there's some layers to my art. I didn't look that closely. <laughs> Beauty's in the details. Yeah. It's all in the details. Uh, other than that, it wasn't, uh, wasn't too bad. I actually didn't end up watching any rom-coms. I, I fell in a rabbit hole of just binge-watching some Malcolm in the Middles, like all, a whole season of Malcolm in the Middle. Nothing says Valentine's Day like a whole season of Malcolm in the Middle. <laughs> season six, I think, too, so it's the later season. You, I forget how, how funny Brian Cranston really is. 
I mean, everybody always thinks of Walter White, you know, and very how, funny, and, for and, sure. And how we never know how that show's going to end because no one will spoil it for us because no one's that evil. But it's yeah, very, 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 very modern day Tom Hanks in terms of comedy to seriousness. I, I'm good with that. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm fine with that. He's, comparison. he's, he's a modern day Tom Hanks. By the way, the the he's doctor still, he's still around. By the way, but you know the doctor that uh, we took the kids to married to the kids. I didn't go. I was trying to get a little bit of work done, and he admitted that he listens to the show every day. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I'm so sorry. Like a discount then? I mean, <laughs> I'm not sure you're allowed to look after my kids anymore. I'm not sure if this is if you listen to the show every day. I don't know. Did, did he, did he just says, don't ever let Trevor babysit? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like, I, I am legally obligated as a medical professional. <laughs> To say, don't put that man anywhere near your kid. Uh, prescription with you for me. <laughs> Give him this. Tell him to take these. To get these right now. His medical advice is not sound. <laughs> uh, but anyways, outside of that, solid Tuesday. Yeah, pretty much. Good. Just not Good. not really a whole lot going on. Uh, yeah, got some uh, got some Chinese food last night for dinner. Classic Thai. I had Chinese. I did. Uh, watched some TV reruns. Played a little Madden. Beat uh, I think beat the Chiefs by sixty five points and. Are you doing? Is that the way you're working out your frustrations? Well, I'm, right I'm now? still playing my eagle with my eagles. I still haven't got. I still have a little bit of love left in the heart. Uh, you, by the way, we should say like, you. I think did better than me picking games last night because Kansas did go on the road and knock off Oklahoma State. Uh, Creighton, we, I think we both took we Creighton both to win. We lost all that. Well, they they should have won that beat, game. Right? They, they got I beat. Didn't watch. That's all they got beat though. They got beat in double overtime. Um, look, Ed Cooley does not lose games at home. There were a lot of little fans who balked at the idea of who thought it was a horrible idea that to possibly hire Ed Cooley. Man had five starters leave from last year's Sweet 16 team, and he may win the Big East again this year. He's the, the dude does not lose. I mean, he's, just re, he's just rebuilding with everyone's leftovers. He, I mean, he's got no lock. I know he's, he's. I still not. I mean, I wouldn't hate Ed Cooley, but it'd be it wouldn't be much more love than I would for like a Mick Cronin. No, I think he's a hell of a coach. I, I mean, he's a good. Coach. I just and then he would do solid. I just don't think he's just. I don't know. I I, I want a coach I know can win a championship. Well, I don't think that's Ed Cooley or Mick. Cronin. At this point, we're not really in that position to. <laughs> I still have high standards, okay? There are a few things in my life that I keep a high standard for. It's becoming more and more obvious while you're single, so. I mean, the standards are just off the charts, even in low places. And then NC State goes on the road and loses to Syracuse. That's something I heard last night that was really cool. What was that? You said low places. You know you know the song Friends in Low Places, right? Of course. I was watching this thing on it was Axis or something. It was like, uh, they do like like musical mysteries. It was kind of a cool story where saw the song, the man who wrote that song Actually sold his rights to the song for to cover a bar tab. Really, a twelve hundred dollar bar tab. Well, that's not really a cool story. It's kind of a sad story. <laughs> he wrote the song because he was trying. He, he he made a statement says, "Hey, you got to hook me up. I got friends in low places. I know the cook." And him and his, so him and his buddy wrote the song. They gave it to Garth Brooks to record. He held on to it because he just started his solo album. He had he so he was going to put on a second album. And the guy just had an all-day bender and ended up just writing away his rights to the song for... And they interviewed him. He's like, yeah, I probably lost about $20 million. Yeah, that's terrible. It's not, it's not a cool story insane. at all. The guy wrote it. I mean, story. that's a great... That's a Nashville story, though, right? It's a good story. I mean, it's a it's a good story. It sucks for the guy. Oh, yeah. It's, it really sucks for him. He didn't look like he was too upset, though. Well, he should be. I think I see he still... He wrote... He signed away, like, the, what he... He signed away, like, the production rights or something. Like, so he gets some kind of royalties for it, but just nowhere near, like, a tenth of what he would have earned. Well, that sucks. That's not kind of crazy. Also, I saw um, I saw Raquel Welch died just now. Yeah. What, what do you think of when you think of Raquel Welch? Grumpy old man. That's good. Or the poster. I was the like that's exactly where my mind right on goes. Yes. 
a 70s spank bank idol. Okay, well. Whoosh, what? <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> I don't know if that's proper usage of the term either. <laughs> Sex symbol? I mean, yeah. how's that? Well, for sure. How is that any different? That's the same thing. I think. I, don't, I really don't want to get into this. Is there, it's 312. Is there, is there really a difference? <laughs> Spank Bank is, is memorizing details from experiences to use when you don't have anybody to have experiences with later. Well, yeah, but that's what we think that poster was. But that's a visual. It, it still goes in the bank. But you're looking at it when... It's not always. Okay, if you want to look at it that way. Yeah, then, there's yeah not, that's the last reason you put it in the bank. If you don't put, you I don't, don't have, think that that's the problem. If you have it in front of you, you don't have to use it in the bank. Then you have a visual, as you mentioned. Yeah, I don't think that that's the way most people use that term, but that's <laughs> that's okay. But she was a, a, a lovely, lovely yes. woman. Passed away at 82, which made me... I was 92. I think it was 82. Either way, she still was pretty attractive, though. I, mean, it's a, I remember thinking, grumpy old man, I'm like, she's still very attractive. And there's a movie that just doesn't get enough credit in time. It's a good uh, movie. Such a great comedy. And a good sequel as well. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, the, that, that movie's gotten lost in like the 90s of like classic comedies. It should, I think I'm going to watch that when I go home tonight. Dugan text us, by the way. That's I'm going to watch. Yeah, uh, something about so he still makes a lot of money off the song from yeah, royalties. He, they said he did. His name See, is... I'm worried that, I was worried that he signed away everything. No, no, that's what I thought, too. That's the way they teased it in the whole preview. And then at the very end, they're like, well, he still when it plays on the radio, he still gets a percentage. Well, that's that's a big deal. That, yeah, that's a but, big, but he did. No wonder he's happy about the. But he story. did. Yeah, he did sign. He makes like a tenth of what he would have made, though, because he signed away like some of the production contractors. I don't know what it was. They worded it the way they worded it. But yeah, he still he said he's made about two million dollars off the song. So he's not he's he's doing okay. He's not yeah he's not he's not totally blundered. He's not yeah, but he's still pretty still pretty hilarious to sign away one of the most popular songs of a decade for twelve hundred dollars. Hilarious is one word. It'd huh? Be, hilarious is one word. I don't know. If, I don't know <laughs> well, if you would use it, but no, it's hilarious when it's not you. It's like when you see someone get kicked in the groin. Yeah, like, that's always funny with, as long as it's not you. Yeah. I mean, have you ever not laughed at someone getting punched in the groin? I haven't, but I, I've, I have I have not laughed at people who have had financial ruin. I don't think that that's not quite as funny. But It depends on the person, I guess. Like, if it was Carl Sheffers, I wouldn't mind. I'm, same. I'm fine with that. By the way, every time – so Lamar Jackson's trending, and every time I see something like that, I'm like, has he signed a deal? Is there a rumor about well, where Dugan's he's going to go? drink with the guy. I know. Dugan said he got hammered with the guy. I want to – yeah, now we need to be Dugan in on this. <laughs> I feel like Dugan – out of all the people I know, if somebody was like, who got hammered with the guy – who wrote, si- wrote Friends in Low Places and signed it away. I, mean, man, Duke, I can see Dugan. Yeah. I can see him being that guy. <laughs> but every time Lamar Jackson's trending, I, I get excited because oh, I'm like, that. is there something happening? Is there something going on? And it's just nothing. And then it's invariably in the midst of all like the top tweets that come up is somebody posting the highlights from the Clemson game of 2016, the Deshaun Watson versus Lamar Jackson game, where I was there. And it makes me sad every time. Like I watch, I can watch until the end. Why, why is that coming up right now? It just it always is up. Just like, randomly? People are like, who could forget the instant classic between Deshaun Watson and Lamar Jackson? I'm like, well, I wish I could, but years and <laughs> seven years of therapy hasn't gotten the job done, so uh, I, I cannot forget, unfortunately. But that I'm ready for a deal. I'm ready to know what's going to happen with Lamar. I, I want to know what's, what the deal is here. Oh, well, Sports Center's uh, tweeting what I told you a couple weeks ago. What's that? Falcons are the ideal landing spot for Lamar Jackson. How do you? I mean, you probably know more about because the Ravens are bringing in this new offensive coordinator, which what? a lot of people are saying, you know, the, the guy from Georgia is not a great fit for Lamar. Not as good as Greg Romans was. I don't. I mean, is the writing on the wall that maybe he's not going to be? I mean, Raven? I it's just a matter of whether they want to pay him the money or not. It seems. I mean, if they're going to pay him the money, then you're going to bring in somebody that is going to 
I mean, it doesn't have to be. I mean, maybe you want to go towards him maybe being a more passing quarterback, but it's never really been Baltimore's MO, no matter, I mean, through their entire tenure since 1996. It's just, it's getting harder. I, I kind of thought when the season, their season originally ended, the most likely outcome was going to be he signs an extension, everything winds up being kind of fine. I, I thought that was still the most likely. As more time goes on, I'm sort of trending towards like this may be an irreparable marriage. I, I don't know. It's, it's, I mean, I don't know if they're thinking they can bring in, let him pick an, o, an OC and that'll like take like $15 million off his asking price. I don't know if they're like trying to like barter in that way, but otherwise, I mean, you just, you just got to give him the money. I mean, that's, I do like the layup jokes too with this guy coming in. They're like, he goes from coaching 25 year old college vet Stetson Bennett to coaching 26 year old NFL vet Lamar Jackson. <laughs> like, yeah, Who is George's OC? I can't remember his name. Oh, no, he's going to Ravens. Oh, is that official? I hadn't seen I that. I think it is. I think that's, that's the deal. No, Lamar, I mean, I just think Atlanta would be a problem. I mean, he, he would fit that offensive scheme perfectly. It'd be nice for Dave Ragone to get something to make him look a little better. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, I mean, they need some offensive line help, but who doesn't? I mean, they have some. They have they used a couple first-round picks recently on uh, Lindstrom and uh, McCabry, or his name was, who sucked. But, you know, they, they've got some fills. I mean, they still have, you know, Pitts is up in the air, whether he's going to be. I'm not big on Drake London. I think he's more of a number two than a one, but. You know, they've they've got they've got they've got some tools around him that they could be very competitive, especially in the NFC South. Okay, so this is now day three removed from Super Bowl disaster. Have you been banned from any other websites, or have you been engaging no. in any like no Yelp reviews, no Wikipedia <laughs> changes? <laughs> have you moved on a little bit? I went to go like try after they. I went to go try to do the Carl Sheffer again. The Wikipedia it pop, page? No, it pops up. It was like. Wikipedia will not allow you or anyone else to to add additions of what you consider opinion that is a bad call by an NFL by a pro official. You need like fact or something. It's just something that's what it said to me. I was like, <laughs> Have you seen the supercut by the way that's going around the, the 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 interwebs of all the Eagles taking the high road high road and all them being like you know one one call doesn't. Swing yeah, anything. like Bradbury fake, falsely admitted he, he should have been called yeah, for. Yeah, Jalen Hurts did it. Travis Kelsey or uh, Jason Kelsey did it. Like yeah. a couple of the other guys. And they also have the clips of them saying, you know, the, the turf was bad, but both teams had to play on it. Like it was. Now watch this on Reddick. Our best pass rusher just slide every time he tries to hit the corner. It was kind of refreshing, though, to see it. Like it, it made me like the Eagles more. And it made me a little bit more upset that they didn't win because they. Like you said on Monday, they definitely took. They did not do what you <laughs> what you did three hours <laughs> yeah, well, ripping hey, the one call. The, yeah, <laughs> they were very say, classy. The fans and players have two different attitudes sometimes, <laughs> which is understandable. Right? Yeah, I mean, and it is. I mean, that this, and then I don't. I really don't. I mean, I'm not mad at the Chiefs. Usually, you'd be like, you know, you'd be mad at the team that beat you or you lost to it in this situation. I have nothing against the Chiefs. I still like Andy Reid. I still, have, you know, I like Travis Kelsey, but. It's just, I hate Carl Sheffers. Is Mahomes' little brother still a thing? I hope not. I feel like he kind of like went away after his. Like, Last time I heard his name in anything is when he got beef for uh, for doing a TikTok dance on like the memorial for yeah. uh, Sean Taylor. <laughs> yeah, that was bad. He was like, I didn't see it there. I just happened to walk through these velvet ropes. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's actually the first time I even heard of who he was. I never heard of him until then. And he dumped water on somebody one time and like. I, I mean, yeah, was... he's, 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 what is he? He's just like Juju. He's a TikTok star riding Mahomes' fame. TikTok boy. TikTok boy. Boy, AJ Brown. I, I love the, the difference. Like, half your people on Twitter are like clapping to AJ Brown. Like, that's the way to tell him. I thought it was great. Uh, even you saw where Mahomes chimed in and was like, somebody's mad. 
And AJ, who's deleted it since, like retweeted him and said uh, something like, he, he called you and told on me? <laughs> he's, like, he's like, that sounds about right for him or something like that. But uh, And then, of course, the other half is just like, oh, well, the Eagles fans acting like pointing out classless to somebody. Yeah. yeah. It's like, yes, because the internet has nothing of hypocrisy and anything involved in it, right? Yeah. <laughs> Same people who bash an actor who doesn't give their opinion, but then love actors who give their opinion. Sure. As long as it matches them. Uh, UofL, by the way, officially announced that. This is a big day for us. Big as, day for us. As fans of the Braum family. Yes. Greg Braum has officially been hired. I mean, it was official to me two years ago. Jeff Braum has officially hired Greg Braum and Dominic Reno on his staff at Louisville. Braum will be the chief of staff, and Reno will be the strength and conditioning coach. Is Janet Reno? Yes. R.I.P. Yeah, Reno died? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Like recently? A couple years ago, I think. I did not know that. But huh. no, Dominic Reno. Strength and conditioning coach, Greg Brom. Chief of, Chief of Staff is a cool... Cool name. Yeah, title to have. COS. COS. Props to Greg. Yeah, Janet Reno died in 2016. More than a couple years no ago. No idea. Yeah. Huh. Janet Reno's dance party was a great sketch. <laughs> <laughs> what else can we do to not talk about the Louisville, Virginia game? Um... Let's see what else is going on. Let's see. Let's see what's trending right now. No, um, don't do that. <laughs> just announced. Okay. <laughs> a bunch of different random things being just announced now. It's like, like not one thing, not one tweet is the same as the next. All right, well, let's talk about football scheduling oh, yeah, changes. We can talk about football scheduling changes real quickly. We, that's how we can end the first segment and just try to avoid Louisville Virginia talk for as long as possible. But Louisville announced several changes to previously announced games in future seasons we found out one i think late last night usf we played them at home this year we're supposed to play a road game down there in tampa next season they moved that game from 2024 until 2027 that'll be our season opener in 2027 we'll play at usf and that means that meant that we had a game opened up for next year and that game is going to be filled by Mm -hmm. the notre dame fighting irish we will play now back-to-back years we'll host notre dame this season We will play at Notre Dame next season in Jeff Brom's second year on September 28th, 2024. That game was originally scheduled to be played in 2026. We're now playing it two years earlier. Uh, The other notes are not nearly as sexy, but Richmond, we were supposed to play them uh, on September 4th, 2027. We will now play them on September 11th, 2027. Never forget. VMI, the contest that was scheduled with the Key Dets for September 14th, 2024, is going to go all the way back until September 8th, 2029. We'll play VMI in the 2029. That's not a real year. We're never, we're not going to get to 2029. I won't. Yeah. So we have, uh, I, I guess. We'll be on the air in 2029. <laughs> I guess now our, the Austin P game is going to be played in 2024. That'll be our season opener for two years from now. And then we play Stephen F. Austin in 2030. So I believe, and somebody can correct me if I'm wrong. Our future schedule is now for, I, I guess we still don't know what's going on with the Indiana series. Uh, yeah, you lost me You lost me a while back, by the way. That's fine. I'm sure you assume that. All, all you need to know is all the, we're all playing Notre Dame. All these numbers you're throwing at me, I'm just like, Notre Dame next year? Notre Dame, Notre Dame too. Well, we, knew, or we already knew we were playing Notre Dame this year. Notre Dame back-to-back year. And now back-to-back. All right. So our, I like that, by the way. Our non-conference schedule for two years from now. Austin P in game one. Okay. As of right now, 
hosting Indiana in week two. I'm good with that. At Notre Dame in the last game of September. I'm liking that. And then at Kentucky. Okay. And then we are we're filled up also for 2025. We'll we'll host EKU in game one. Yep. Again, Georgia. at Indiana in week two. Again, it, th- these could open up the next 2024. We could have an opening. 2025, we could have an opening if Indiana wants to weasel out and pony up. Uh, we play Bowling Green at home on September 20th, and then Kentucky again on November 29th. 2026, we only have two games that we know. Is that Georgia? Georgia at okay. home on the, in the third week of the season, and then the Kentucky game. And the Georgia return game is in 2027. And now with South Florida moving back, we know all of our opponents for that year at USF versus Richmond at home at Georgia and versus Kentucky. And then the A&M series starts 2028. We'll play them back-to-back. See, on one hand, I, I hate that we know all these opponents already so far ahead. But on the other hand, I'll forget them by, like, in three months or something. Yeah, our 2030 so non-conference like, schedule you know, is set. Our almost... 2030 non-conference schedule is set. We have no openings. This is not just we don't even know if football is going to still be played in 2030. <laughs> I mean, there may not be conferences. There may not be college football. We might be playing in the Mars League. I mean, yeah. I mean, the, the, the weather balloon uh society might take us over by then could be yeah i mean we might yeah we might not even be in a, we might not be the world might not be here we might be a part of we might be in drone two league yeah. i don't even know what that means we might be in there <laughs> who knows we'll be the game will be completely different you have you know only only eight arms allowed to be at wide receiver drone conference realignment who knows but 2030 as of right now our our schedule is set although i do wonder you know we've talked so much about if the sec is going to expand nine games which everyone assumes they're going to you know, Kentucky may tuck tail and say we don't want to play Louisville anymore. That's a, a real conversation. We had that conversation last week. But what happens with, like, maybe Texas A&M doesn't want to play us. Maybe they want to get out of those games. Maybe they say we want three really weak non-conference opponents and we don't want to play Louisville back-to-back years. Like, we may lose that series. I would assume that we'd be good with Georgia. but Well, you don't know because by then Georgia's going to realize how good we are and they may be scared to play us. They'll be on the downhill. They'll be coming Yeah, down. Kirby Smart, he'll be coaching in like uh, somewhere else, and he'll be in the NFL by then. Probably. Stetson Bennett's finally gone. It's all downhill after Bennett. After Stetson's 25-year-old campaign, he's he's done. Kirby done. will be poaching, coaching the Dolphins. They can't find another quarterback there. We're good. We'll, we'll be okay there. But I'm curious to see how many of those games actually wind up being played because we've had teams you know back out of schedules before, and – We've backed out schedules ourselves. It's are you are you are you okay with with replacing a, a a what would considered be cupcake South Florida with with Notre Dame in two years? Yeah, I think it's cool. I like because by then we I, I, I'm confident that Brom will have us somewhat more of established, and I welcome the competition. I mean, I'm excited that we're playing them this year, and I'm excited yeah. that we play them now. We get, we get to go back to South the South Bend trip that we took in I went in 2014 was tremendous. It was it was a lot of fun. Winning the game obviously made it that much better. I'd like to go back again, uh, although it'll be earlier this year, which would be kind of cool. You can see like the. I, I've always kind of wanted to go stuff in. It was great. I mean, it, it was freezing. I mean, I've, been, I've been to the stadium. I just walked around outside of it, though. I didn't get to go in. You should go in. I did. I was just on a road trip and was cutting through the, the area. And I'm like, hey, I'm like 30 minutes outside of South Bend. Let's go see if I can find Charles S. Dutton. <laughs> first of all, I couldn't. But uh, you get some weird looks from some students, but nonetheless. I mean, I'd like to see like, you know, Notre Dame Stadium in the. I guess early fall they have like those yellow mums inside, which is kind of cool. You can see the the beds when we went there in November, but they were already dead at that point. It was cool being up there for like a snow game, a cold game. But I'm excited. I mean, late I September is so, like, so we're going then. Yeah, I'd like to go. All right, let's do it. Road trip, Rutherford on the road. We sat in the very top row across from Touchdown Jesus. I'm not opposed to doing it again. It was fun. Uh, that's cool. Yeah, I walked. I walked all the way around the stadium. If that tells you anything. 
you're that into it. Yeah, it was kind of cool seeing all the statues everywhere. Yeah. And I wanted to see, yeah, I wanted, I kind of want, I literally just kind of wanted to see the spot everywhere I was with. I was like, hey, this is a tunnel where uh, he got told he made the team and he got told to go put some shoes on, and he was too excited to do it. All right, we'll take our first break. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit about tonight's game against Virginia. We'll hit up the Thornton sex line at 502-414-1450. Look, if you don't want us to talk about Virginia, Virginia, oh, oh. If you don't want us to talk about tonight's game against Virginia, it's on you. You have to come up with other stuff for us to talk about. You've got to hit us up. You've got to give us topic ideas. We can Louisville baseball, Bucknell, preview. It's coming. We'll, if we lose by 35 tonight, we may just spend all day tomorrow previewing Bucknell. If you want us to talk about something I've else. I've already got a soundtrack for tomorrow if we lose. Good. I, was, I, I don't know why it's not going to be 90s angst music. <laughs> I'm fine with that. All right, we'll take a break when we come back. Your text and also Virginia talk here on the Rutherford Show on 1450 and 96.1 The Big X. Sometimes when I want something more, someone more like me. There's times when this dress rehearsal seems incomplete. But you see the colors in me like no one else. And behind your dark glasses, you're something Stephanie like solo song, but apparently it's a no doubt. Yeah, I guess this was like the very end of her before she left the band. I think this was kind of in between. I think she'd done some solo stuff and then kind of came back. I feel like it's her and Phil Collins. Like it's so hard to figure out if it's a Genesis yeah. or solo. Is it? I think this was like when she was doing the. This was like it's my life too with no doubt. It was like two thousand three. Just a remake. Yeah, I think you told me that before. Yeah, I, I didn't even, know. Until I didn't know me. until I learned it one day. Yeah, the remake's not as good either. Or the original's not as good. I like the. Uh, uh, that's just, but yeah, it's one of the because I like no doubt like the early stuff, and um, and you know the story and Gwen Stefani and Bradley Noel were a thing, you know, right before he died, and she, you know, he helped write a lot of their early their their early debut album, and uh, so I liked a lot of the early stuff, but like when yeah when it got like two thousands like the when she got like the, the old bananas and holla back I was like okay it's, it's yeah that was her solo but I thought yeah I thought this was probably I thought this was like the only solo one I liked by her because this has got like, that kind of Jamaican feel to it's chill Caribbean, yeah. it's a good song yeah, yeah I like it uh, Little Baseball by the way we mentioned they do get their season started on Friday Promo, promos for uh, for this weekend opening day on Friday they're going to have a scheduled magnet giveaway it's also three buck Budweiser night Ooh. out there at the ballpark uh, they're giving away scheduled posters on Saturday for game two and then on Sunday, Game 3, it's Family Fun Day. They'll have post-game autographs. The hot dog of the week out there at Jim Patterson Stadium, they're doing that this year, is the Memphis Cowboy Dog. Get it while you can. How big is that thing? I, I don't know. A 12-footer? I don't, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, Memphis Cowboy The entendre was already thick before you came thundering <laughs> with how big is that thing. <laughs> is, that a, is that a 12-footer? 
I don't know. First of all, I, was, I, don't, I, think Memphis, I don't think Cowboys, do you? I, felt, I don't know. I felt awkward saying Memphis Cowboy Dog for some reason, and then you're like, how big is that thing? And well, I felt terrible. Then I, felt, I felt way worse. I mean, the way you describe it, it sounds like you're, it sounds like you're getting like a, you know, like a giant bratwurst. I described it with the name that I was given, Memphis Cowboy Dog. It but looks again, like, again, but like, I don't it know. It appears like there's chili on there. They got some onions. It looks like it's basically... Hot dog. I mean, is there a picture? Chili and onions. Yes. So, so describe it. So just a regular size hot dog. I, I, just, I just did. It's a it's a regular size hot dog with chili and it's hard onions. Hard to see because there's a glare. It's basically a coney without cheese. Oh, okay. Well, it's a Memphis cowboy dog. Memphis kind of letting us down. <laughs> How big is that? Though? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, why is it gonna be Memphis though? I don't know. That's can't good, can't that's we just fine. call it a cowboy dog? It's a cardinal cowboy dog. Yeah. Like first of all, there's no who's ever been like cowboys, Arizona. New Mexico, Memphis. Like you know, like, fair point. Yeah, no one thinks of Memphis like a Cowboys. You think of barbecue. You think of, you know, trash. Uh, you, you know, bad basketball. Bad basketball. Horrible football. Missing free throws. Places you don't want to go. Yeah. Arm the armpit of Arkansas. You know, I mean that's just, that's I mean, that's what I see when I think of Memphis. Elliot Perry socks. Yeah. I'm sorry. I, I, so I glanced at the text line. I'm like, all right, what would they give us to talk about besides oh, the Virginia Lord. game? And the first text is from like one o'clock. So this is obviously a KRC text, but I've I've got to read it now. Or it could be a, a late uh, Spears on Beers talk. No, it's not because it's all about Matt Jones and trying to get into a fight with him. Okay. <laughs> is Matt Jones suggesting Cal doesn't get enough of the blame? I'm being sure to mention Matt Jones by name, so there's no confusion what KSR means. <laughs> it's this is a complete straw man. There's no one out there who doesn't believe Cal is at fault for this. I know I'll probably get laughed off by you guys because you understandably don't want to get into a radio wars thing, but he is actively detrimental to the basketball program. Folks close to the program have told me as much. Okay. Is Matt Jones ruining Kentucky basketball? I cannot. I'd rather talk about this than Louisville versus Virginia, to be quite frank. I would, too. To be uh, quite. Get Memphis Cowboy Dog. <laughs> I'd rather get more to the Memphis Cowboy Dog, yeah. Like, why can't, why can't we get a Nashville dog? I mean, <laughs> at least I don't mind them. Bowling Green Dog. The um, I mean, but first of all, no, the texture. Don't worry, they're not gonna. They're KRC is gonna tell you the truth, how they feel about it, whether they think it hurts Matt's feelings or not. I mean, neither of them work for Matt technically anymore. So that's right, Roush is yeah, Roush is on three. He's on three, which again is Matt will point out with the people that bitched at him for KSR plus. I don't own them anymore. Don't come to me about it. That's what he's been telling everybody on Twitter, I guess, has gotten mad about them doing a paywall now. By the way, I'm happy to announce that coming up next week, we're actually going to unveil Card Chronicle Plus Plus. <laughs> For a small, more amount of money, you can have insight to next-level thinking, like Louisville's 3-25, and it's the worst record we've ever had. Like That's going to be a post. Uh, how bad? I'm going to add up the scores that we've had this year. You're going to have me on there for a category called Acid Flashback, where I just tell in-depth stories of the details I can't share on the radio. That's plus, plus, plus. That's the plus, plus. That's the three pluses instead of three Xs. Coming for football season. <laughs> Triple plus. This year, the plus is just like, we suck. And <laughs> it's like, I'm paying for this? <laughs> Maybe it'll get better. Each week, what love song will Trevor rewrite to Jeff Brom? Give me fourteen ninety nine per month, please, <laughs> for this information. What recruits have we got? None yet. I just saw the, I just Every saw day, my... it's just like, any new recruits? Nope. <laughs> and then I tell you when we get commits. Speaking of costs, I just noticed on my, I'm, I'm, I'm that guy who signs up for the recurring bills and never realizes. Oh, I hate it. Their apps that will help you with that. Uh, I, I know. I've seen those apps. But I'm like, why don't I want to pay an app? I'm going to buy another app just to control my other apps. Well, cost of I mean, doing business. I mean, point you, being you is. You pay $10 I, to save $75. <laughs> you 
The math. I went a whole year. I'm not great at math, but I, I went a whole, that out. I went a whole year paying for Peeg's website, and I didn't couldn't get canceled, so I just changed my credit card number. Uh, if you sign up for like Rivals or oh, I couldn't get rid of it forever. You've got a call, and it, it yeah, and they, they still wouldn't. Get, I still couldn't get out. So obnoxious. I've gotten off of porn sites easier, and that's amazing. It really and truly, this is not a. I'm not just saying this to say on the radio. It should be illegal to have something where you can sign up with a click online, but you have to go through a like phone call. A lengthy phone call where they can just actively ignore your call for as long as possible oh, yeah. to try to get un- enrolled. And a lot of these websites and a lot of companies do that. It's so obnoxious. So I was, yeah. So I think I went like three years paying for peaks, and I just, I just, cha- I just changed my credit card number. I was like, I'm just, just, I just the only way I can get out of this. That's how. Like, so when I get, when I get my credit card hacked, which happens every, yeah, you two get years, yours. I'm like, amazed. I don't. I'm, how do you get yours? I don't know. Stuff it's happened, I buy online. It's happened know? twice in the last year and a half. But that's when I do find out, like the the websites that will automatically re-enroll you instead of asking you. Because like, hey, we can... So like, like you have this for another year. Would you like to re-up? I'm like, nope. That's my easy out. It's the one good thing about having your debit card hacked is you get to get out of subscriptions. Nice. Yeah. It's uh, nice. But at the point of the story was, and almost forgotten, is that I just happened to notice that Netflix is charging me like $17 now. Oh, it's going up? Yeah. Is that I'm, part of the new thing? I guess. I didn't know they were that expensive. Yeah. It started at like $8. Yeah, it used to be cheap. I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't. I don't really mind. I'm going to keep it because I use ne- I use Netflix a lot. But I mean, it's just like what? like sites shouldn't be more than like ten or eleven dollars. I mean, you've got millions and millions of people paying for these sites, and even with the sharing, you have millions of people sharing. You're, you're making a profit. Quit being greedy, people. Uh, some recent news. I actually have not seen this is coming to Louisville, but an inconceivable evening with uh, Carrie Elwes, the the star from The Princess Bride. Is coming to the Palace Theater on Friday, March thirty first. Did you just pronounce his last name? Ellis. Isn't I always thought right? it was like Ools or something like that. You might be right. It's a guy from Glory too. Yeah, exactly. And Saw and I could be totally yeah. wrong. I forgot. Oh, that's a good question. How do you? It's like E L. It's like E W L E S. It's E L W E S. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. I always yeah. thought it was just Ellis. But either way, yeah. He's coming to do a Princess Bride night at the Palace Theater. Ooh. On March 31st, and some a texter Ooh. asked if you have your tickets yet. I don't. I'm curious. What kind of, like, he's doing, like, a one-man show of it or something? I can't. From the poster, I can't tell. That'd be weird. I mean. <laughs> Let me see. I'm going to listen to how to pronounce this. Program. A one-man show of the Princess Bride <laughs> by the dreaded uh, pirate uh, Roberts. It's, yeah, it, all it says is an inconceivable evening with Carrie Ellis. I mean, Carrie Ellis is the perfect tour guide behind the scenes of this universally beloved movie. I guess he's just kind of telling stories from the making of the Princess cool Bride. I don't know if I'd want to go there. I'd watch that, though, probably. I'd probably rather watch it at home than go to it. Let me see how you pronounce this. I'm, I'm going to listen real quick. Because, I mean, I wonder if you'd have other people there. Like, would you have the, the dude that's actually from, like, Mount Dinner with Andre that says inconceivable? Is that you or me? It's, I'm just trying to hear how you pronounce his name. Elwes, yeah. Elwes. Okay, there you go. Well, not Ellis. Elwes. Good actor. For sure. Texture says, I got to brag on my girlfriend for finding and framing a vintage 1986 championship, uh, championship shirt because apparently a large-scale shirt in the 80s is a small now. Oh, yeah. It looks very cool. I, I actually, have an 86 shirt that has the uh, the bracket on it still. Do you? So yeah. I, I used to have... Like a large. When I was growing up, I, my parents always did the thing where like I had... Like, I just... I never slept in PJs. I had like oversized night shirts. I would just that sleep in like way, yeah. I think Donald Duckett, just a big shirt. And one of the ones that I always slept in was a Louisville 1986 national title shirt where the Cardinal was like eating a small blue devil. And I always <laughs> yeah. thought like like I think I'm sure like when I got older and like stopped using it, I just like we got rid of it. But I was like that shirt, I guarantee 
would have been could have sold that for some money because it was very cool, very vintage, very just like classic 80s style. But this one, the, the texture sent is very cool. Well done, girlfriend. You win Valentine's. And if you are ever looking for some cool vintage shirts, you gotta check out uh, the show, uh, The Shop What to Lose. They are they, they have a ton of great vintage stuff. There you go. Music and movies and uh, sports. Texas was the comeback slash buzzer beater that Virginia hit against us, the real killer of the program. It didn't help. I mean, I would say, it didn't really, that was pageant year too, right? Yeah, knocked us out of the tournament. I mean, but that didn't kill pageant. Like, he was going to be gone. He was going to be gone, but we would have made the tournament. Would have been nicer to be able to give me more oomph of my argument of keeping him. Yeah, I mean, who's to say, I think that, that, I don't think I know, that they had come to a conclusion at that point. Oh, I know. That I, yeah. he, Short of us winning a national title, I don't think he was. Even then, like I think they had just been like, but like it would have been awkward if we had made a run to say the Elite Eight or something, and then they were like, okay, thanks for the season. We're moving on. Chris Mack's coming in. But like that game, I still, I mean, I, I don't know where hurt. you stand on this. The worst regular season loss that, I can, that I've ever lived through as a fan. I know that the Duke game the next year, is, is right up there. I know the, I, mean, I, I always thought the Brian Wardle shot from Marquette where Mike Dean went crazy and flipped off the fans yeah, afterward yeah. would never be tops. I was watching a game at St. Matthews third, literally on my little handheld. <sighs> this one though, I mean, just because of what was at stake, because of how improbable it was. I mean, we had to do, not only do we have to do everything wrong, which we did to AT, we did everything you could possibly do wrong. They had to do everything right, including some things that were like Ty Jerome had to miss the free throw unintentionally to make that happen. They had to get a lane violation, which they did not mean to do, to make this happen. All we had to do to win this game, if David Padgett had gone to the five guys on the floor after, I think it was Darius Perry, made his free throws and just said, lie down on the ground and do nothing, we win the game. We win the game and we go to the NCAA tournament. I mean, it's uh, regular season losses are hard to distinguish you long, long beyond. That one, though. Because oh. most of them, unless yeah, they do it like that one costs you a tournament run, and just but just the manner of Lou giving up a what is it five points in point four seconds or whatever yeah. it was. I mean, whatever we did, uh, yeah, that's the the manner of wisdom of how we lost is is, is memorable and sting worthy. I'll never forget the thing that I remember the most about the game. Like, there's UK losses that sting with me, like particularly the twenty, you know, the, the overtime in 2020, and yeah. Like that, I would have loved it when I, you know, but this is the worst to me. Yeah, it's, this was the worst. It's definitely, I can't think, I'm trying to think of any. The only thing that I remember about this game outside of, I mean, hell, I remember, like, I kind of remember everything about this, but we didn't go. I do it. it was, so Mary and I were just watching it at home. And like, I'm, after the Dengadel thing, I think it was the last word that was spoken in the house for like three hours after, after <laughs> we give the ball, because nobody talks. And I, I'll never forget, I think it was Vern, was it not Vern Lundquist? Who was on the call? Um, big voice guy who did the ACC network stuff. Anyways, like he he made it okay, kind of seem like 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 he called the shot going in before it did. Like the ball's like DeAndre Hunter leaves his hands and he's like, "You called it," and then like it hits the bank and goes in and like he seamlessly like goes into his celebration call. It, it almost made it feel like he was ahead for whatever reason. Like when the ball left Hunter's hands, I I, I knew it was going in. I just knew it. And for me and my wife to sit there and not talk for like three hours is just never happens like mary's always got something to say i'm usually like so pissed off like i'm i'm saying stuff i went upstairs i wrote the little post game for card chronicle and then i think i just like stared at my computer for two hours it was just such an unbelievable sequence of events and at that point it really did feel like we're kind of cursed here this is the, the program's been cursed somehow and, at least against virginia i mean hell well at that point this was after the fbi stuff after the casino Powell stuff yeah. after all it felt like we were dealing with some 
higher forces. The, dro- like the drones spring- were coming together. It felt us. like sprinkles on top of the Sunday of, of bird crap that we've been shoveling down our throat for the last few months. It was so bad. I also remember the next day we had to do the radio show at this new UofL like, uh, apparel store that had just opened on campus, and they were all, all excited to have us, and I was like, this is going to be the most depressing show that we've ever <laughs> had to do, and these people are going to be shopping for cards. So people would, would come over and talk, to, and it was like you were at – Visitation because after a loved one had died, like we we're doing the show, people would come to talk to us during break, like, like Hallmark cards type thing. No, like a, a an apparel store. Oh, okay. like a clothing. You have a clothing store, and so people would come in, they'd shop, they look around, and they'd be like, "So, like, any shot we make the tournament now?" And I'd be like, "I don't think so. Like, I don't, I don't think they can bounce back from this one." It was just so sad. It was so depressing. Uh, Texas says still won twenty two games or twenty games. Still won. Yeah, I mean, if we. I mean, the thing was like we had a chance to turn it around. Like we could if winning at NC State. In the last game of the regular season, would have been nice. And then we, I mean, we beat Florida State yeah, in the tournament, yeah. And then I we had a chance that. to, to you know, get revenge on Virginia. If we'd won that game, we would have gone to the NCAA tournament. But you just, I don't know, man. It was one of those deals where there's still a possibility, but you had this overwhelming sense. And I think I remember saying it that day at the apparel store. Like I feel like this is what we're going to remember the season by. Outside of all the crazy extenuating circumstances and David coaching and losing the coaching staff, like this is as far as on court stuff is concerned. I think this is what we're going to remember the season for, and that's unfortunately exactly the way it Probably played out. Have. Texas says, uh, do you think the U.K. game is still being played in five years? No. I lean towards yes, but I also recognize that there's a very real possibility that it's not going to happen. I, I, I would lean yes and, and lean hev- more heavily towards hope. I like to think that both sides will, will find a way to make this happen, whether it's moving the game to a different time, whatever. You know, I, I don't think the Kentucky will come to their senses and, and realize that this is what their fans want and our fans want and what the state wants, and they need to keep it going, even if it means maybe you have a slightly lesser chance of going 7-5 you know, and five than you do if you're playing you know, some team from the FCS as opposed to us. But come in, on, in, play the game. In typical movie comparison fashion, I like to picture Rich Brooks in this rivalry like Russell from Almost Famous. You just keep tangling over our heads. You're gonna leave, and you're gonna you're gonna ditch us. But you're all in the end. You're always still a part of the group. You're always the game is still gonna keep played. I like that. Like how many over the years? How many times has he been like, "Well, I think we're gonna drop it. We might not." Yeah. He's done this to us for a decade now. Probably he's, thinks he's, he's a little bit better than he is. Yeah, of course he does. No alcohol for you. Texas Notre Dame Stadium was actually garbage, soggy wood benches, and porta potties. Is that from TJ? Uh, I don't think so. TJ no. <laughs> hated Notre Dame Stadium. Look, I, I mean, I will say, like, the is it st- the bathroom st- the arena? Notre Dame Stadium. Okay. The, the arenas are inside. I know. The mind. bathrooms didn't work because all the pipes were frozen, at least where we were sitting. So, like, it did kind of suck in that respect. But still, it was more about, like, we went to Clemson for the first time that year in Notre Dame you're, you're, dude, the same year. Really and it was more about, like, it's a totally different experience. Like, Clemson was all about, you know, the facilities were great. The tailgating was was pristine. The weather was, was terrific. Notre Dame Stadium, it's more about history. Like, if you don't care at all about college football, or no, yeah, you may be like, this place is kind of a dump. It's not cool. But just being there, somebody who grew up watching Rudy and watching Notre Dame play on NBC was awesome. And then watching our team celebrate on their home field was really, really cool. But, yeah, it was. it's definitely it's a different experience than, like, a, I think a lot of big-time State-of-the-art college football facilities. The wooden benches would be annoying. That would be uncomfortable. I'm sure they're. We pretty... stood like pretty much the whole time. That's true. Yeah, and it's, you're not. I guess you'd probably be pretty close knit, but it's not like being in the upper level up arena bench seats where you're also looking like 
directly straight down. I mean, no, I mean, I, plus I like sitting up high in football games because you can see the whole field better. See, I said like I, I was not joking when I said we sat in the very last row. Like I stood up, it was fine because I was leaning against the brick wall at the, at the very nice. top of the stadium, which was cool. We ended up making like friends with the guys sitting next to us who were awesome, uh, and it was it was. Sitting really high at Clemson is different than sitting like Notre Dame Stadium. It still felt kind of intimate. It's still it's it's the views are better. It's a small. It's not as steep nearly as Clemson. When you're sitting up high, you're very aware that you're sitting up very high. Now, when you went in Notre Dame Stadium, how many times did you quote Ned Beatty? Oh, I did the I, I did the the, the clap with the gloves like fifty five <laughs> times. What he's this like is the most beautiful thing these eyes have ever seen. I did the aggressive clap of, of the groundskeeper a bunch. I always do that. Anytime I'm wearing gloves and it's a cold game, I, I'll do this thing all the time. The, 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 you don't do the offensive lineman version. No, no, I, I do. I do the groundskeeper. Charles what's his Stutt. name? Yeah, Charles S. Dutton. No, but what's his, his character's name? It's like oh, man. zero or something. No, oh, good lord! I know the actor because I used to love the more underrated show was Rock on Fox. Fortune, Fortune's is Fortune. his name in the movie. I'd, I'd forgotten about that too. Texas, do you think? The cop will set some selection criteria. I don't even know what that means. The what about the huh? I have no idea. What did we talk about that involved the police? I don't know. It was from three thirty. I don't know. No I don't idea. Know um. Be more. Yeah, you got to be more descriptive in your text because we read them later on sometimes. Texas will the baseball team win forty games. How many games do they play? They'll play. I mean, if they make a deep run, they'll play what in the fifties? I think. They could win forty games. What's they've won forty before? I was say, what's his record? What's McDonald's like career high? Uh I, mean, I can't tell you. Usually they're like you know they usually in like thir- like mid early thirties and like ten and stuff like that or thirty five and nine or something like that. Usually record. I I I know they've won forty. I want to say multiple times. Okay, but it's like that's kind of like the I'm trying to think of what the equivalent is. It, it, winning forty in baseball is like what winning twenty in basketball used to be. When was it was like say, a, a big deal. Say still, I'll say that. Twenty in basketball is, is so they won. They won forty two last year. Okay, I would say yeah. I mean, we should be better than we were last year. I think. All right, so I would go with yes on that. Yeah, we were 42, 21 and one last season. Oh, because they played sixty overs. Okay, yeah, they should. Yeah, you wouldn't expect this team to lose more than ten or fifteen games. So if they're playing sixty games, then yeah, they should be over forty. So our best, we've actually won fifty games in a season before. Our record, I believe, is fifty one in the twenty thirteen season. We were fifty one and fourteen. Okay, then yeah. I, I not only do I think we will, I expect us to. I do too. Same. Texas says. I, I, mean, I forget. Uh, Texas says uh, Indiana Larry, oh. who uh, last his text was Monday saying you sound like a UK homer. Yeah. Now sent in the the quote from James Bradbury saying I was holding I tugged his jersey. I was hoping they would let it slide. But he, he's discussed this. Yeah, Larry. I've already told you. I mean, he's he's just a better man than Carl Sheffers is, and apparently than Juju Smith Schuster is. Texas says Louisville plus seven and a half or Virginia minus 21 and a half. Which of those has a better chance of hitting? I thought Virginia was a minus 17 tonight. It's 16 and a half was what I saw last. I guess he's saying if you could, That's if you had to bet that. one of those two spreads, which would you take? Is it more likely that Louisville covers seven and a half or that Virginia covers 21 and a half? Um, I mean, Virginia's covering 16 and a half tonight. What's uh, the Louisville seven? What's that line from? He's just asking if which, which of these two is more likely to happen. I would say Virginia, probably 21 and a half. Um, yeah, I think, I'm thinking Virginia. I think they're going to win by close to 30 tonight. Spoiler. They don't win. They, they don't blow teams out, though, is my only I thing. I know. Like, they, I think we can cover 16 and a half. I don't think we can cover seven. They have a team of our level yet. <laughs> like, like, I'm going to predict. I think, I think 
I think we cover 16 and a half tonight. I think it's gross and it's not that close. We never really have a chance to win, but I think we can cover that. I don't think we can get closer than seven and a half. Texas, Mike, the Reds were three and 22 before they got their fourth win. The cards are three and 22. I'm putting the Who's on extreme upset alert tonight. I like that text. Oh, I mean, and how many wins did the Reds finish with? Uh, well, they lost 100 games exactly, so 62. All right, we'll see. Or 61. I think they, I think they may have had a game that they didn't wind up. Just didn't even bother making up. <laughs> Can this Louisville basketball team get to 60 wins? Out of 162, I think so. I don't. I don't. I don't, I don't think they could. The Reds got hot. They were fine after that start. They ended up being well, not fine. They were okay. Do we have a minor league system we can call somebody up from? Bellarmine. Used to be. Now is it Spalding? Well, they did beat us. Might as well call their players up. Hell. Exchange rosters. Make it a funny joke. <laughs> Texas Louisville baseball got a commitment from Noah Spalding out of Marion County High School, the number one player in Kentucky for the 2026 class, we number will. 98 in the country, according to PBR. I Awesome. Very, very cool. Yeah. I did not – we get so many like like commitments from players – who are so young in baseball. It's so, And they, it's amazing to me how many of them wind up being like the real deal. Like I'll see a few years ago, like I'll they'll be like, we, the commitment from the top player in the class of 2023. I'm like, this kid's like a 14 year old incoming freshman in high school. How good can he really be? And it's amazing how many times Dan McDonald just nails it. Like the, the, the recruiting rankings for their senior season come out and the kids wind up being top 100 prospects. I mean, just as someone who played baseball growing up, there were so many kids who were, like kind of okay the freshman and sophomore year and then just like blossomed in their junior and senior seasons. It's crazy to me how early these college baseball programs seem to be recruiting, but props to them for landing the best player in Kentucky who would be, I guess, if he's 2026 class, he'd be a freshman right now because this is the current class is 23. Yeah, he's a freshman. That's pretty wild. He could be with us or he could be going to pro in two years. Marion County is the big rival high school of of, uh, Mary's, Washington County High School. Oh, yeah. So I don't know how she's gonna feel about this. I don't know how she's gonna feel. They, they, there's something for when they play them. It's like, oh god, she's gonna hate me. It's like it's like cow days or something. I mean, that's South Park. <laughs> when Mary County plays Washington County, there's some festival that they have. He's a star athlete. We treat star athletes better than regular people. <laughs> <laughs> I used to use that soundbite on over and Texas, if Trevor knows what I mean when I say hit the quan, I will donate twenty dollars to his dinner. And if he actually hits the quan. And he actually hits it well. I would donate twenty fifty to him. It sounds familiar, but I don't know. If you, I, this is kind of. I feel like this is from a time period that you might know. No, it, it, the, the the frame the, the the phrase sounds familiar, but I don't recognize it. Is it dirty? No, it just dance. It was a song and a dance. Hit the quan. It was like a very popular. I want to say like, not that long ago, like seven, eight, nine years ago. I think I'm thinking of the word quan. I think of my ambassador of quan from Jerry Maguire. That wasn't. This wasn't Quan. It was. It was. Uh, no, he didn't use the word Quan. He used. Uh, you talking about when they're in the bathroom and they're going. He's, and then he says it at the end of this. You are my ambassador. Of isn't it Quan? I thought it was Quam with an M. Yeah, that's what I said. You're saying with an N. This is the, the dance is hit the Quan okay. with an N, but it reminds me of Jerry Maguire when he says, "Hit, you're my ambassador of Quam." Yeah, that's with an that's M. why I know the word Quan. That's the only reason I know the word. Yeah, it's because of that movie, obviously. Yeah, that and don't shoplift the. You know, Mm. <laughs> Texas has the grave robber lady called in yet. What are the What are the chances that she finds out? Someone that texted the show was the show. like, Can "You give me hints. I'm going through your Facebook." I present. saw that yesterday. I'm like, like, "I'm going through your Facebook." And he sent you me said a, her name. I, I know. I know. I said on accident. I know. I, I shouldn't. And I said, I told him I did. So I was like, "That's all I hope you're getting from me." But 
Like he sent me, he's like, is it so-and-so? I was like, he's like, she has red hair. She went to Widener. I was like, that's my cousin. <laughs> <laughs> the way she spells that name, I don't know if anybody's going to find her. I would never look for that spelling. <laughs> we need her on the show. I wonder at what no, point. No, we don't. We do. No. We do. We really do. We need three hours. Each ex-lover gets an, I don't know. She may demand an entire show. I, I know now since since I broke up with her in like 2002, like she's she she's had like three more kids with three different fathers. That's fine. I think she just had one recently. Ham days, in Marion County. Thank you, Ham thank days. you for the, the text line. Not cow days. Cow days is Green County. They do have cow days. Where's Turkey Day? At? Green County. They have a giant cow that you can milk and distribute warm soda. And Marion County is Ham Days. I love Central Kentucky. What kind of cow are they got there? Soda cows. <laughs> Let's take a break. Can I get back. one of those? Can you get a pet as a soda cow? Yes. Which well, under do I pull for mellow yellow? You know, you <laughs> kamikaze. Kamikaze. <laughs> kamikaze. <laughs> Four o'clock hours on the way next. Uh, we'll, we still have kind of avoided talking about the game, which is good. Maybe we'll do that. But the master of qualm. You guys are doing well on the text line. 502-414-1450. More madness continues after this. It's the Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X. If his lovers really got the handle competition You only knew him five months That's right. Besides he drink too much and smoke too many blunts And I be working out every day thinking about you Looking at my own eyes in the rear view Catching flashbacks like of my eye contact Wish I could lay this you on your stomach and caress your back I would hold like you in my arms and ease I mean, your fears I mean when he went like full on like corporate Like I was Like I like grade school LL I was like six, seven, eight, three, which is like what this is. Early, no, early, yeah, this is laid out. Early I was like my radio and when I sit in my room, staring at the wall, play in my conscious ball. That's early, that's 80s early L. I mean, that's like is this, super I know early. it's early to you, but this was like yeah. actual later stuff. Yeah. I mean, he's been making music since, since this. Like, I would say later LL was like 2015. He still was making music. Oh, he's, then. I mean, he still may be making. Like, this was like, this was kind of like the. Like the re- recreated LL, like he kind of disappeared for a little bit because he had he had the mid eighties, he had the crush groove, and and then he kind of kind of faded away, and then he came back with you know the the knock I mean, mama out. His and, breakthrough was yeah, like late eighties, like he like eighty eight, eighty nine, and then like this was when he was like ninety four, ninety five, ninety six. This, this still to me is early oh, the Mister Smith album, which was this off of, why one of my favorite albums. I'm a big fan. Yeah, it's got this, it's got doing it on it. Lounging uh, was a little bit later, but yeah, I was a big fan of that. It's a great album. Don't get me wrong. Uh, I I think Lounger was from that same album. Like he It might have been. That was ninety you said ninety five? Uh this was probably ninety three, ninety four, ninety five in that area, yeah. Yeah. It sounds it was the album right after Knock Mom Out, which was in ninety one. Yeah, and then he goes like early two thousands he starts doing like the goat stuff, which was yeah. I got a little bit and then Deepest Bluest, my hand is like a shark's fin. Like, okay. Like that's <laughs> that's not the movie. Yeah. That was, <laughs> 
the deep blue sea movie. I'm like, okay. So, I never watched that because doesn't he like like spoiler, but doesn't he like die like in the very beginning of the movie or something? No. The, okay. You're thinking of you're thinking, we had this conversation before. That's Samuel Jackson. You're thinking of Samuel Jackson. Okay, yeah. And it's not it's not that early. It's just it's very unexpected. Like they've just escaped it. He's given like this very inspirational speech, and then this terrible CGI shark just comes yeah. out of the water and just snatches him. Yeah, it's a, ra- it's a great death. Radio was the debut album in '85, which was the big one. That was the one I think of when I think of a lot of early. Obviously, it's his first album. Uh, Mama said, "Knock you out." Was '90. He kind of fell down a little bit with the two in between, and then Mr. Smith, which was off this, was '95. Yeah. And then he had the next one, which was Phenomenon, which I forgot about, which is something like a phenomenon. Yeah. Yeah. That's why those like, were the two in the middle in the 90s. They they were kind of a research, but yeah, early to you, I guess I'd say. Yeah. To me, it was kind of like the it was kind of like the, uh, the get a grip for Aerosmith. Like you like the early stuff in the 80s and then here they come back again in the 90s. Something new. And the beef with cannabis. Big deal. <laughs> His last album was in 2013. Authentic. Yeah, it was not good. I couldn't have I've never. Not good. Welcome to the second hour here of the Wednesday edition of the Mike Rutherford Show on 1450-961, the Big X. Cards taking on Virginia tonight at home uh, inside the KFC Yum Center. Who's are a 16.5-point favorite. ESPNU has the call for tonight's game, but you can listen to all the action, as you always can, on your new home for Cardinal Sports. 970 WGTK, that big old FM signal. Check it out. Also, a reminder, you can always listen to all the coaches' shows. And we're going to have other Cardinal sports uh, throughout the season. That's the way 970 is going to do it. Baseball, women's basketball, what have you. You can always hear it all on 970 WGTK. We've tried to avoid talking about the the details of the game because, spoiler alert, neither Just, Trevor— Texters, come on, help us. Neither Trevor topic. nor I think it's going to be all that pretty. Gates is trending. Can we talk about that instead? Why is Gates trending? <laughs> William? Matt Gates. Oh, yeah, Matt Gates. He's, he's not charged with um, the pedophilia stuff. Oh, sweet. I want to bet. <laughs> there you go. Like, two years ago, my buddy was like, he's still extreme. Bro. He's like, he's going to be in prison. You know, he's going to be right there in prison with Trump. I'm like, dude, Matt Gates is not going to jail for anything. Yeah. He's like, I'll bet you. I'm like, 100 bucks. He's like, yeah. I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah. It, I think it's not fully over, but I would say you're probably going to win that bet yeah. if I had to guess. Yeah, the that. safe money is always on what you think, like what one side. If one person, one side says the other person is going to be in jail, it's probably not going to happen. No, more often than not, they don't, yeah. I mean, you're, yeah. Text line's done a good job at distracting us. 502-414-1450, you guys are doing good. Your boy Stace there did text in. Well, good Lord. Well, I don't want to be distracted in that way. Is Stace there a UK fan? Yes. Okay. Yes. That's one team he hasn't he hasn't flip-flopped on yet. Because we, we read the KRC text basically trying to inflame a, a war between KRC and, and Matt Jones and KSR. Talking about Matt Jones is basically the problem with Kentucky basketball. <laughs> And Cesar <laughs> says Matt Jones just has been wrong about both football and basketball expectations, but he is great for the program. Cal should accept accept responsibility. P.S. When can we watch the last two minutes of the Super Bowl again? Oh, he's just coming for the throat. It's just mean. See how, how nice he thinks. I, he's, uh, next time he calls me, he needs me to babysit. I'm going to be like, I'm watching the last two minutes of the Super Bowl. Sorry. You got mean friends. Next time you need a favor. Yeah, no, really. He needs enemies when you're friends like that, right? Um, I, I mean, I mean, I mean, Matt Jones, I agree. It's good for the program. It's just sometimes he needs to, with great power comes great responsibility. I think he needs to realize. Well, I think the issue is you've got this rift, which I still don't understand between him and Cal Perry. Apparently. Yeah, and, and I think he's taking it personal a little bit. I think people, yeah. people believe that Matt is being more critical of Cal than he would be if he and Cal were still BFFs, which I think is probably true. It could be, but I mean, I don't, I don't listen. I'd be. Hand up! I don't like listen to KSR really. I don't, I don't either, but I, mean, I see the tweets. I see the tweets. I follow Matt on Twitter and and on Facebook and yada yada. But 
Like, I just, I mean, I think well, you can say he may be too hard on him, but I mean, I think there's plenty of reason to be hard oh, on him. Oh, for sure. At this point, right? I mean, I, I'm just, I, I think that I'm not saying he's wrong. Yeah. And I'm not saying that he shouldn't be critical. I'm just saying I don't think it would be this bad if, if he, he and Cal were still boys. But I mean, he's not, he's not like pulling out pitchforks and be like, he needs to be fired. I don't think he's gone that far, has he? That I've seen? I don't think so. Yeah. I, I, I don't think they're that. Tra- and again, I don't, I'm like you. I don't, li- I haven't listened to the show in a long, long time. I so know. I couldn't tell you. Um, exactly what's being said but i do see the, the tweets and i do hear what people are saying I, hell i see the text line every day from people talking about yeah, it on yeah, exactly. but there are plenty of reasons to be critical right now of john calipari and this was yeah. a look this was a as bad as we are as embarrassing as it is to be where we are and certainly we're in a more embarrassing spot that Kentucky was it's still a uk team that was preseason top five they were number two on ken palm they were viewed as a legitimate national title contender they brought back that freaking national player of the year and some other key pieces from last year's team, which was a two seed. Along with the and, top recruiting class as usual. I mean. And they look, this is not rivalry talk. They are in serious, serious danger of missing the NCAA tournament. Now, the, the good news for them, because they're one in seven, I think, in quad one games. And they don't have a, a great resume. But their schedule coming up, it's tough, but it also presents a lot of opportunities to, to bolster that resume. I think they've got something like, in their last, what, six games? I think they they're like us. They've, the road. they've got six left. I think five of their last six are quad one opportunities. So on the road. They're, on, they're at Mississippi State tonight, aren't they? They're at Mississippi State tonight. Oh, yeah. That's which a, is a quad one game. It's an eight thirty game too at the weird time. And ooh, that is that right? I want to say it was eight thirty was He's never lost in Starkville. Stark Vegas. Stark Vegas. It's the one thing that you call yourself. You hate the Vegas thing, I know. I hate it, but what annoys me most about it is they put it on their freaking court. Do they really? Yes. That's Watch the game tonight. You'll see us in Dark Vegas on the end zone. It's something that college kids should say. It's not something you should do yes. as part of your brand. I get, I get, yeah, I get it. You're in school, Lex Vegas, Lou Vegas. I don't know where, Lou Vega. You know, I don't care whatever you, you want to say it, it'd be, you know, corny in your, in your 20s, teens, whatever. That's fine. You know, we've all done stupid stuff. But like, yeah, don't put it on the court. That just looks so generic. What's the worst city that could do Vegas? Vegas. <laughs> Gare Vegas for Gary, Indiana. Salt Lake Vegas. <laughs> Salt Vegas. We're wild. We're going to have caffeine. <laughs> do you think yes or no? Oh, Vegas. Do you think yes or no right now? Kentucky makes the NCAA tournament. Yes. I do too. I think I'm, they, I'm they wind up making it relatively I know. I, go, I guess you know, I don't look as deep into the quad one, six and nine wins and whatever. But like when you're 16 and nine, I mean, you should have a path to. to, to your own path to control your own path and still making the tournament to me. Now, what your seeding is is a whole other, you know, because right now, problem. according to just about everybody, they're like right there is like one of the last four out yeah. and potentially one of the last four in. I think you know, he's got five or six games in against quad one opponents to really bolster the resume. And I don't think some of these teams are that, like, I don't think like Florida's in kind of a free fall right now, but it's an away game, which is good for UK. Mississippi State tonight, they should. Win if they lose tonight, then I, I I start to get a little bit worried for them. Let's also not forget if you're Kentucky and you're in that bubble and it's between you and a couple max schools or something, you know they're going to pick Kentucky. I think at the end of the day, I think Kentucky winds up getting in and it's like relatively easy. I, I can see them playing in like the eight nine game as a nine seed. I yeah. they'll do what needs to get done to make the NCAA tournament. I, I would I, I would feel confident about that. I hope not. And I would. <laughs> Be great. It'd be I great. Would, It'd be great to have a full off season of well, we both missed the tournaments. We both had bad season jokes. I mean, the only thing good would be if they like went on a big run and get like a four seed and lose into a twelve. Well, that they play a thirteen, so or thirteen, you get the point. I don't think they, at this point, I don't, I, four is out of reach for them. They could win out, and I don't know if they'd be a four. Uh, 
I don't know. I mean, yeah. Who knows? They're, it, it, this might come as a shock to you, but I've really given two bleeps about following bracketology this well, year. I'm following Kentucky because I don't want them to get in the NCAA tournament. I, I, do I, if I need to explain to you why I've given two bleeps about following the bracketology tournament this year, then I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Texas, you have to physically mail in a form to cancel a Planet Fitness membership, and that's bad. <laughs> I think that I think like anytime Jim from like four years ago was on that same credit card, I canceled to to get rid of. <laughs> There's a lot of things I needed to get off that card. I've never belonged to a gym. Oh, I did. I couldn't get up. It was any time. The one over by uh, Tinseltown. The stories of how hard it is to get out of gym memberships is would keep me from, even if I wanted to join a gym, would probably keep me from joining a gym. And it wasn't even much. It was only like 20 bucks a month, but still. It's, it's, at the end of the day, it's still a lot. Texas, Ken Palm says tonight that we score 58 against UVA, which seems very generous to me. Do you all think that we even hit 40? Oh, we're getting 40 points. We'll get we'll get 50. I mean, they... Virginia gives up, what, 65 a game, I think, something like that. 60. 60. I mean, I knew it was in the 60s somewhere. Um, So, yeah, I think we'll get, I think I see us getting like 54, 55 points. But do you think we get the 58 that Ken Palm says? No, I think think we're right. I'm I'm right there with you. I think we're right right behind it. I'm going to say like 55, 56, somewhere around there. But it will be, it will not be pretty getting to that 55, 56. No, no, it won't. And by the time we get there, a lot of people may have turned the game off already and turned to AEW. I mean, we've like, talked about this before, but this this team offensively, even against just okay defenses that show a different look, like we'll throw a one three one out there, and like, I mean, against Texas Tech with that no middle defense, we looked like we just had zero idea of what to do. And I made this comment about two months ago. I'm concerned that after a few possessions against Virginia, we're just going to be like, I I don't know, like curl up in a ball and cry. Oh, I, yeah, what, yeah. What what do you expect me to do we're, here? We're going to look like we're going to like Jim Carrey when he found out Einhorn was Finkel. You were just going to be curled up in the in the fetal position in the shower, just just crying. What's going to happen is, on our first several possessions, we will take deep contested outside threes because that's what Virginia wants us to do. If we make a couple, maybe we get a little bit of confidence. But I can see as I can see it being a situation where, pass the ball along the perimeter, pass the ball along, along the perimeter, pass the ball along the perimeter, jack up a three, have it not go in. Virginia comes down, they score, and we we do this like the first three or four possessions, and then we're just like, well, what the hell do we do? And then you have situations where Jalen Withers starts trying to drive, and we all know how that turns out. Um, <laughs> I can, I, I fear, especially considering how bad we've been in opening segments for the last month and a half. I mean, hell, the whole season. I, I'm concerned about how what's what our mental health is going to be like after the first four minutes tonight against Virginia, because we've seen a lot of really talented offensive Louisville teams play these guys and look extremely frustrated, extremely early on, and this is not. I mean, the best example is look at what team. happened with Texas Tech. We scored 38 points, and that's not even a good Texas Tech team. I know. We know now. They've won three conference games. I mean, but the comparison, like, it was our second game, two, second game in two days, so maybe you can add that to, you know, the Texas, you know, add to Texas Tech being as good as Virginia. I mean, that's how I feel it's going to end. What did we end up losing that game, like 67 to 37? 70 to 38. Yeah. I mean, I think we'll score more than 38, but I'm looking probably 70, mid-70s to probably low 50s to us. Right? Kempom says 72-58. Yeah. I mean, Ken Palm's not bad, and I don't know why you love him so much. Texas, I'd forgotten about the Duke game. Oh, God, I was in attendance. Such a painful walk back to the car. The Duke game was terrible. To me, it was not quite what, as bad as the Virginia Duke game. game? No, the, we're talking about, we were talking about worst regular season losses earlier in the show. Yeah. The Duke game in Max first year, where we were up by oh, okay, 90 okay. points I, and blew it in like six minutes. I mean, that both, was both those kind of Duke games were bitter last year anyway. But I mean, I mean, last year's games don't bother me. But that the Duke game, because that was... If we're ranking worst regular season losses, that's the second worst to me. The Virginia game is the worst. 
because it cost the tournament. The Duke game was just, I've never seen a collapse like that before. And, and it was just a highlight. When Cam Reddish threw the, I think it was Barrett to Reddish, when he did the between-the-legs pass on the fast break for the Reddish three, that's when I was like, okay, we may lose by like 15 at this point. Like, like, like we're not going to beat these guys. It's not going to happen. It was so, that was so bad. Well, one game that always kind of annoyed me, and it's just minor, but the year we lost, it was, I want to say early 2000s, when we lost a we lost to Southern Miss on a last minute, uh, last minute uh, shot by um, Reed, well, Neil Reed. Neil Reed, yeah. yeah. And that one always, because Neil Reed annoyed me. Like, you, <clears throat> excuse me. For starters, you know, I've always kind of leaned more of a Bobby Knight guy. And, that not, and so Neil Reed, kind of, a, especially early 20s, Trevor was like, screw you, little punk, you know. And he just goes, plays for daddy. And then just, so it just, you know, take it all back since he's passed. But, you know, it's, is that that one annoyed me. I don't know why that one always kind of stung out to me because I just wanted to beat him. He kind of got on my nerves. Kind of nervous because he got choked. He whined about it. He choked me. I'd have choked you too. Wait, you underachieved for four years at IU. He whined about being choked by a coach. <laughs> I did quite the same. It did have me. I did have the shirt with the hands around the neck since I survived Bob Knight basketball camp. <laughs> Texas, I was at the Mike Dean Marquette game as a teenager and threw a half full box of popcorn at him as he escaped through the tunnel with a security guard covering his head. It was that was one with the point guard Henry, right? Uh, Aaron Henry was there. The one that looked like he had that really bad acne. Yes, Brian Wardle hit the shot. He was a yeah. freshman then, who now is the coach at. Um, uh, I remember the game. Yeah, what, was he? Is the coach at? It's one of the schools in the Missouri Valley. They made the NCAA tournament a few years ago, and drew like all sorts of Bradley drew all sorts of negative headlines because they banned the one reporter that, who's covering the team. <laughs> he like wrote something not nice about him. He's like, "You can't cover us in the tournament." And they're like, "Well." All right, no coverage. That was the early days of Marquette's resurgence. It was. Mike Marquette Dean, had fallen off the, the, the radar for a decade or so. Mike Dean was a douche, and I yeah. feel fully confident. So he gets right. fired from Marquette. Yeah. He ends up going to Wagner, and he makes headlines because he keeps getting technicals from officials. So they gave him a, a seatbelt to make him sit on the, at the bench. He wore a seatbelt. He, he was a loser. Wore the sunglasses inside. Yeah, I, I remember he annoyed me. Again, this is younger Trevor, very annoyed. The, the uh, now like they're, they're coming back to me more and more some of the certain games, and mine are all older. Mine are all just more young, my youth because I guess it just I don't know maybe just regular season meant more to me. I don't, but like the missed dunk by Dwayne Morton against Western Kentucky yeah. was kind of annoying just because I just remember some of my friends were just like y'all couldn't beat Western. I'm like screw you. Yeah. <laughs> so this is Mike. When do you get back to having football season tickets and traveling to the occasional game? Uh, good question. We, well, we're going to Damon next, next. Yeah, year. I mean, a lot of it depends on my health for for this season. But the thing with season tickets now is, like, at least in recent years, it's been really easy to get tickets. So, like, if I wanted to go to a game, like, I always had a friend who had tickets, or you could just buy them for cheap. So it wasn't really worth the investment. I'd like to, when the kids get older, I'd like to be able to get back to having season tickets and kind of make that the Saturday tradition that used to be like, we're going to go to games. We're gonna... John grew up thinking about being at games. when he's Yeah. I'd, I'd like to have that happen, but we're still, I mean, he's one and she's three. We're yeah, you've got you've a got, ways away from that. You've at got this about point. six years before you really start really knowing that. But I mean, it's so different now, you know, 2014, 2016, like Mary and I would just, you know, you'd, we'd plan it months in advance. Like you want to go to the Clemson game this year, road game. Like, yeah. And now, you know, you don't get weekends away all that. If you use the weekends away, pretty Carefully, like if you don't want to just throw it away. You want to make sure watch, that, I can always watch the kids for the weekend. Yeah, you want to make sure it's something special, and you, we're not leaving the kids with Trevor. So it's you know, <laughs> the options are limited. I've never lost one kid I've wa- more than one kid I've yeah, watched. It's not going to happen. 
Texas, I was on a cruise during the UVA game. Oh, God. And only had ESPN, so I was watching the scroll. It took five minutes for the final second to come back around, and my wife was mad since we were supposed to be at dinner. Mm. And I kept saying, I want to see it go <laughs> final. I uh, pissed off at dinner because I had no clue what happened. I want to see it go final. That would be... That what would, sucks about that is not, not only is not knowing maybe ruins your dinner, but then when you find out, it probably ruined ruin a lot more of the vacation. I mean, I would just, I'd be so confused. I'd be like, what the hell? We were up by four with 0.5 seconds, 0.9 seconds to go. How did we lose this game? I'm surprised, I, I'm surprised he, he didn't think we won and walked away and was like, then got back to the mainland and came off the boat, gets off the boat like, the freak you mean we lost? The worst part about that, that, that game, watching the replays that come up, because every now and then somebody will share the, you know, the last 0.9 seconds is how many times in those closing minutes the fans did like the, all right, it's finally over, the relief cheer, like we just beat the number one team in the country. They do it after we make the free throw. They do it after the lane violation. Like, like oh, this is that's going to be it. Like the the craziness has come to an end. Like both times it's the full relief, like celebration, it's officially over cheer, and then we still end up losing the game. It's so, so depressing. I felt bad. I like the way that David, though, David will always make a joke about it. Like whenever that game comes up, he'll make some sort of self- Defeating reference on Twitter. He's awesome. He's great. He's the best. Texas says the UK UVL game needs to go back to the first game of the season instead of the last. Well, that's topic for the summer. We'll get there. I promise. I liked moving it and trying it at the end, but it is I, I better as the first. I have yeah. We've done both ways, and I liked the front better. Texas says I've been to the Olympics, the Final Four, the Sugar Bowl, multiple Kentucky Derbies and Indy 500s, plus several Georgia home football games in Athens. I'd put going to a game in Notre Dame Stadium right up there with any of them, and I'm not even a Notre Dame fan. You definitely want to get up there the day before so you can tour the campus. I'm, campus assuming, I'm assuming this guy lives in Atlanta. Maybe. I mean, you named a lot of stuff that's all based through Georgia, mostly. Atlanta with the Olympics. Well, I mean, Sugar Bowl's New Orleans. That's true, but it's not far. And Derby's in Indy 500. He's maybe from Kentucky, but moved to Atlanta. I've never been to the Olympics. Neither have I. I've I mean, been to the Final Four. I've been to the Derby. I've been to the Five Hundred. Well, you would you be? I've been. I've been. I've now. I've been. I've been to where the summer, the Winter Olympics were once held in like Utah. They still have like the giant slides and stuff. They still have all the stuff built on the mountains. It's really cool looking. Mm -hmm. As in Provo and Park City, but uh, but I've never been Summer Olympics. I guess you'd have to be in. A, when's the last time? When's the next time it's going to be in America? The U.S. Don't know. The last was Atlanta '96, right? Yes, I think it's coming back. And before that was '84 and in Los Angeles. Well, there was a there was a Winter Olympics. The Winter Olympics that you mentioned in yeah, Salt Lake was, was more recent than the Atlanta. Offense, yeah. um, no offense to Utah, sorry, Salt Lake City. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I think the it's coming to LA at some point. I would think again. Yeah, I mean, we should get it at least once a decade, at least or once every like three or four times. I think we should get it. Well, they're only two a decade, so that's yeah, true. I know it's coming to LA at some point. I'm not sure if that's like 28 or 32 or, or when, but it's it's coming to LA. You'll have a chance if you want to go, okay, relatively soon. Uh, Texas, That'd be interesting. I, I, mean, I think I would be interested to go maybe see the Olympic couple of those events. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, Texas says, "Hey, Mike, it's been a few years. How's life? Do you have any extra time to help me dig up an ex-lover?" <laughs> <laughs> I don't even remember how the conversation started. It started with I, just, I, I literally don't, I remember sitting in the booth at Lone Star reading the newspaper. That's what we did. That's still what we did back in 05 when you, you only had maybe a, a crappy Dell laptop that was being eaten alive from the inside by LimeWire porn. Sitting at home, and I said, I'm sitting there reading this paper about the, the UK, like I said, Indiana Kentucky All Star game, and Greg Oden, Greg Oden, and is he going to play? And 
you know. I think the game was in Bowling Green, so I was thinking, like, wondering if I should go or not. And, uh, yeah, then I get the phone call. I can't remember. It was just like, hey, how you doing? Can you help me do it? Like, I feel like I, there was, like, I, I, I do want to know how long she, like, beat around the bush until she got to the point nah, of the call. I don't believe long. She's not one to do that. I want to say it was just more like, you know, hey, I got a favor to ask you. I'm like, okay, would well, you, like, want to, like, you need me to, like, pick you up from the airport? You know? Like I, like, I would have thought, like, can I get a kidney before what you ask? <laughs> I would have thought a lot of different things before we got to dig up my ex-boyfriend who's dead and wants to be creamy. I think she was still dating him when he died, but he was also married. Well, I said ex because he was dead. Yeah, but, well, that's true. Yeah, It doesn't always mean end. True. Dig up my boyfriend who's dead and burn his body. <laughs> Cremate. Are you, are you, are you, yo, you're Catholic, you gotta be buried, right? I don't think so. Oh, I, thought, I thought that was part of the Catholic religion. Like, they thought you couldn't get cremated. You can get cremated. Okay. We're good. Well, sure. But you can't give organ donors. You can't do organ donors, right? Yeah, you can. I thought that was, I mean, is that Jewish religion? I don't know. I'm an organ donor. One of them, you, ha- you have to be with all your body parts. I can't remember which one it was. I'm an organ donor. Trevor Talks Religion, one of the best segments in the show. I, I hey, religion is fascinating. Priest marrying couples. I love it. <laughs> Priest can't get married. <laughs> Texas, a favor to ask. She she needed you to commit a crime. How is that a favor? Well, it still falls under the, the category of favor, right? I'm with you on that. Yeah, it's, it's, it gets to be be called a favor. It's a it, it's just a heavy favor. It's, it's, it's just, doing yeah, a lot of lifting. It's a favor to the like the farthest extreme. But I mean, I'm sure there's more like. It's not like she asked me to, like, kill him first. I mean. Texas, not a dig at Trevor because I'm a Bengals fan, so I feel the pain. But I've seen all these videos of the Chiefs players saying that everyone doubted them and people think that they didn't think that they would make the playoffs. Show me literally one person that said that. It's one of the most tired things in sports. It's getting old, yeah. Everybody does. Nobody believed in us. I'm like, you were the one seed that was the favorite in every single game you played. Stop. You were were a pick in the game. Yeah, stop. I mean, it's stop. No, the, the only the only argument they used that for was the whole Cincinnati thing because they'd been lost to them twice in a row, and it was like Burrowhead. Stadium. Right. They got they took that so personal. They took it personal, but yeah, it's not act like yeah you were completely behind the eight ball. I mean, you were probably favored in that game too, if I remember right. I think they were. Yeah, they. I'm sure they were. They were at home. I'm gonna favor in every game besides the Super Bowl. Yeah, and in that one, they there's some lines that had them at minus one. They, I mean, going into the year, we we looked at those odds the other day on the show. They were the second choice behind yeah. the Bills. Like, stop with this whole, like, you're not St. Peter's. This is the dumbest <laughs> thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Um, all right, let's take a break. When we come back. St. Peter's opened up the Golden Gates. Yeah, that's right. I watched that in Fences recently. This is Denzel's brother. That's his, like, thing. He blows the horn and he's like, I'm blowing the horn for St. Peter's. You love Fences. It's a great movie, man. You should watch it. The texture does bring up a interesting point. Did Trevor entertain the grave robbing favor long enough to ask what's in it for him? You did mention that you kind of act like you were going to go along with it for the, the potential of some benefits, but you would never actually... First of all, she wasn't asking you to do it. She was asking if you knew anybody that could be interested in doing this. I mean, I'm sure she was hoping I would be one of those people that knew. I don't like that that went through her head. I don't, I don't like that, that, that she was like... Do I seem like the person that would take advantage of the benefits that come with it and then not go through with the, with the, with the project? That's my concern here. I don't I don't either, which is, is part of the reason why I don't know what to say. Come on. I know you have the internet out there, everybody now, but let imaginations run wild. Stop. Let's take a break. When we come back, 502-414-1450. You guys are doing a good job on the text line. Uh, we have a couple other news and notes to get to, and then we'll we'll continue just trying to just distract ourselves from the fact that Lowell's going to play Virginia here in about two and a half hours. 
Mike Rutherford Show rolls on next. Keep it locked right here on 1450 and 96.1 The Big X. Sweat, baby, sex is a Texas drought. Me and you do the kind of stuff that only Prince would sing about. So put your hands down my pants, and I'll bet you'll feel nuts. Yes, I'm Cisco. Yes, I'm Ebert. And you're getting two thumbs up. You've had enough of two hand touch. You want it rough? You're out of bounds. I want you smothered. Very raunchy playlist today. Like my Waffle House hash browns. Post Thanksgiving, post Valentine's Day. Post. I, I would have thought this would be more appropriate yesterday, but that's okay. I, I don't know why this song popped in my head Classic freshman year of high school. Alright, we'll be back in. Wednesday edition of the Brothers Show rolling on here. Hope you're they dress like in the outfits when they do this song. Probably not. Imagine being at like a bar, like 12 people singing this song. <laughs> I mean, I I'd be willing to bet this still gets love in like Canada. No, Eastern Europe, like karaoke places. <laughs> if, I can, if someone did this song karaoke, I might die. I'd probably fall over laughing. I I guarantee. That I think we there's, should, there are people our age out there that do this at karaoke places. No. We should do it at a karaoke one night. I don't, I never like was that much into that song. Oh, it's I not thought it was horrible. funny, but like I wasn't like one of those people who like knew all the words. Oh, and, I don't know any of the words except for the chorus. I didn't know the name of the song. Bloodhound Gang, baby. Yeah, it's Bloodhound Gang. I knew the name of the band, but I never I didn't know the name of the song. It took me a second to find it. I don't know if they did. The, the song, by the way, is called Bad Touch. Bad Touch, that's right. I always thought it was like Discovery Channel or you and me, you know, something like that. I feel like the Bloodhound Gang tried to do something else after that. Like, they had another song that it just never. Oh, I imagine. Because, I mean, they're very much a one-hit wonder. Oh, bad. Right. They fell kind of lucky into that, too. I mean. Yeah. They sold six more than six million albums since their formation. <laughs> that band sold six million albums? Well, I don't think they dressed in those outfits ever because there's another picture of them like without not wearing the outfit. They also were known as Bang Chamber Eight. <laughs> I, for some reason, I thought they were foreign. That's a great name, by the way. I know they're from Pennsylvania. They're from Pennsylvania. Yeah, I thought they were a foreign band. Yeah, absolutely. Best known for their single. I mean, could you really? I took a like a gun in your head, and like name me more than two songs by the Bloodhound. No, I wouldn't know any. That's what I was saying. And they've got like nine of these listed here. I feel like they. I felt like they tried to do something else that was like a somewhat. I got airplay on MTV or something, but never really popped. But I can't remember what that was. The only song that I remember is the Bad Touch one. Yeah, it's only one I remember. 502-414-1450 is the Thorin Sex line. As as I kind of expected, people have follow-up questions from yesterday's fallout of, of you having an ex-lover call and ask to dig up her boyfriend who had died but wanted to be cremated. I, 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 Tell so many stories. We hang on to... I mean, this is the one we hang on to, people. This is your fault for... Volunteering this information, people have questions. I'm trying to remember how that topic came up. Anyway, because a texter said we wanted he wanted to do a show during the summer of just all of Trevor's ex girlfriends. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, this is perfect. And then I was like, we could have you know one hour because you mentioned three specifically. I was like, everyone gets an hour. And then you started going into this particular one and how <laughs> wild she was. And this was the anecdote that you chose to talk about on the live. Wild, insane. 
Texas, how far down do you think her list that Trevor was uh, when he popped up on call for this favor? If I had to make a guess, I'd probably say I was in the top three. Do you think you were the first person she called? I might have been. I would have. There, there's, there's good odds. There's probably a five to one odds I was. I don't. I we hope, don't you, even I hope you weren't. Like, I'm assuming it's who she was. No, she's probably with a lot of people after me. But like, like we don't because we, we broke up like oh one, maybe early oh two. I can't. Remember. And you said this guy who died was a professor. Yeah, that's what she told me. Professor of what? I don't know. Can you imagine going from you to a professor? I mean, I can't imagine somebody going from like me to a professor. <laughs> it's a step down. I know. It, I mean, <laughs> it's. A, I don't even know if it's a step down. It's just a very different step. It's a different staircase entirely. The, good, the crazy thing is, like I said, I've said that she was. She's older than me. She was like twenty five. I think twenty six. And you were like twenty. I was twenty because I was. I was dating her when I turned twenty one, but we broke up like not long after I turned twenty one. So we dated like really eight months to a year, maybe roughly, and. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so so she went from dating someone that's like you know several years younger to her than who had to been some several years older than her, I would think. I mean, that's overcorrecting, right? Did I did I have a cause in that? Did I have a cause in her overcorrecting, which led her to date a guy, which led to his death? Am I somewhat in a, in a down the rabbit hole of chain of effects responsible for this man's death? If I just stayed with her, maybe she wouldn't have dated him, and and he wouldn't be alive. Or at least buried peacefully. Are you talking yourself into digging this guy up? <laughs> it kind of sounds like you're talking yourself into digging this guy up is a good deed. Who knows? He's probably already had it done. That's that's another question that I wanted. This is why we need her on the show. <laughs> you want to know if it actually? I want to know if it actually happened. And then did, did, was the body burned? She had like Seth Sladner DM'd and be like, "Hey, just out of curiosity, you remember like back like 18 years ago, almost 20 years ago, when you asked me to take out some." Ex- the dude's body. Like, did you ever get it done? I'm choosing to believe, and I hope that she's kind of I all talk. It, it's all talk because that's what she did. Like I said, I would hear from her a couple years later, and she's like, "I need you to help me with this petition. I'm trying to get the Waterson changed because it's named after uh, whoever it's named after. He was a giant Henry Waterson. <laughs> Say Hitler. Henry. Okay, Henry. Yeah, he, that's right. And I guess she claims that he was a huge racist or something. And two very different requests. Yeah. <laughs> I, but I it's mean, like the, the you point don't need is, to call somebody to sign a petition. That, that's a text conversation. That's an email conversation. You forward the email. <laughs> I don't think you can send that along on Facebook. You don't need to call somebody about that. The, the grave digging is a, a a different thing, and that's like I mean I don't even know what to compare that to. It's like calling. I mean she's basically asking she's asking you to commit a crime, and whereas she's asking you to sign. What level of crime is digging up a human digging up a body? By the way, is that a misdemeanor or a felony? I don't think it's a misdemeanor. I mean, it can't be a felony, right? There's no way. I would search it. I don't want to get on any pop up on anybody's <laughs> list. I don't want to trigger anyone. I mean, you went to law school. I mean, uh, did you not make that semester? I think grave uh, grave, gra- grave robbing was year two. That was too. Well, now stuff. that's grave robbing. That's something completely different now. Like grave robbing. Just, I, that you're right. I picture grave robbing is like taking the jewelry and stuff. Off you're of, stealing. Yeah, like uh, Nathan Lane in uh, in uh, murders. You know that guy. Have you ever finished season two? By the way. <laughs> no, I didn't spoil anything because you know that from season one. Grave violating graves is a class D felony. Okay. Oh, ooh, felony. Ooh, that's not good. I can't believe I searched that. I'm gonna pop up on all. Now you're gonna pop up some Facebook about. Would you like to? Did you have someone rob your grave? This is what ends my career right here. This this Google searching this is what ends my career. But now that's but again does that fall? But does digging someone up fall under grave robbing though? It doesn't matter. It's violating a grave. Okay. In, in Kentucky. In other states, it's a misdemeanor. In Kentucky, it's a Class D felony. 
I guess because we have more like weed all over. We have more issues with it than a lot of states. Well, I mean, come on, Kentucky. We can't we can't legally gamble. We can't smoke weed. We can't dig up our old lovers. What the hell can we do in this state? Cemetery theft is a class A misdemeanor, but it is punishable by up to one year in prison. Okay, cemetery theft. What would con- in, in taking the body consider cemetery theft? This is a different state, though. This is stealing the headstone. Yeah, yeah, that would be that exactly. Okay, stealing like if somebody put like a a gift on somebody's headstone, like taking that or taking the headstone or stealing, okay. yeah, something like that. So it's a class D felony, which means it's like what two, three years in prison if you get caught and found guilty. Hmm. Max, um, doesn't say. I'm odds are like I I turned her down, and she probably. Maybe tried like one other person and probably moved on to something else, knowing knowing her. Like something else caught her attention. Like she's watched, she was driving down the road and saw that it was Henry Waters, and she's like, "He's a racist!" And like just suddenly like like going off over there. That's Class D felonies are one to five years in jail in Kentucky. Oh, so I'd probably get out easy. I'd, I'd probably be like six months. Again, I'm worried that you're talking yourself into actually doing this. No, I'm not talking about something doing. I don't even remember the dude's name. What if you called her up tonight and you're like, "Hey, remember that thing you I'm asked me about 20 I years ago?" I wonder if her name is still on my phone. What if you just What if you just sent her a message tonight and just said, "I'm in." She's like, "What the hell are you talking about?" I've been thinking about this for a long time. I got a shovel. I'm down. I'll do it. Just send her a message tonight. Just says, "I'll do it." How long would it take her to figure out what the hell you're talking about? Oh, that would be hilarious. Texas Bloodhound Gang had other hits such as A Lap Dance is So Much Better When the Stripper is Crying and Kiss Me Where It Smells Funny. Well, oh, well. Like New Albany? <laughs> 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 By the way, an old joke, my uncle used to tell me. I have her number still on my phone. Okay. <laughs> Texas Mike, what will be your first alcoholic drink when you uh, that you have once you are able to drink again? Good question. Yeah, you have. Been, it's been a couple months though. You did drink a little bit. No, it? it's been since last May, late last May. I I've, thought you th- had a good little stretch and you took a, you had a drink. That's coffee. Oh, uh, okay, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Honestly, like giving up coffee has been, and, and I, I did. I, I ended up. I was drinking coffee for a month and a half until we got COVID again. Yeah, and then I kept drinking it. And I was like, maybe it, you know, it's gonna be fine. And it was not fine, unfortunately. But I'm going to try again in like a month. I think hopefully I'll be far enough down the line there. So May will be one year for alcohol? Yeah. Like I, giving up coffee I was way dead. hard. Giving up coffee and then sugar for those first several months in the summer was like 10 times harder than giving up alcohol. Okay. Giving up alcohol was like, because you and I have talked about it, like I don't really drink nearly as much as I used to. Yeah, I the only times where it, it really sucked, like going out to dinner with, with friends and stuff, just because I, you know, I'm like the only one without a cocktail or without a glass of wine. Like I do like having, if we're going to a nice dinner, I like having a glass of wine with a steak or something like that. Like that sucks. And then on vacation last summer, really, just like, even though I'm not getting like sloshed because I've got two small children that I'm in charge of, like you want, you know, the cool thing about vacation is you can have a beer at 1 p.m. when you go out to the pool or a cocktail with mimosa with breakfast, something yeah. like that. And like not being able to drink it all last summer sucked. I mean, I'm trying to set that. I may try like the first day on on vacation to have a couple of drinks and see how it feels. My concern though is like the last time I, I, I tried once after getting sick and like I was out of commission for like three days. Like it just ends you. I have to mention your tolerance level must be so low right now. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to drink that much. Yeah, you could, you could drink a beer and have a nice, maybe even just a little Psh, buzz. Probably. But yeah, so that, I mean, to answer the question, it'll either be like a glass of wine with dinner or like just a pool beer, summer beer. I miss beers grilling. Like, yeah, I, I'm not the, as nearly as much of a drinker as I was back in the day, but 
there's still occasions where I've it has sucked not being able to drink. Yeah, I think caffeine and sugar are worse addictions than like tobacco and alcoholism. Sometimes they're right up there. And I've I, 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 always said people like were like, you, you can quit smoking. Like, Why don't you drink? Quit drinking caffeine. I mean, they're all they're they're yeah. all addictions. Sugar, sugar, caffeine. The more information tobacco. that comes out about sugar, I think the more like it, I think it, it could be one of those things that 50 years we look back at and we're like, oh my god, people were eating this a bunch of, and I'm the worst. Like I, oh, I'm candy. I, I, I've tried sweets. to cut back with like I'm, it's I'm, terrible. I'm trying to cut sugars back. and everything too. You can't, you yeah. can never cut it out. I found that out this summer when I was like trying to do this very strict uh, elimination diet that they everyone was encouraging me to do with the, the long COVID stuff. And you realize like sugars in almost everything. It's almost impossible to cut it out entirely. The the, the Gatorade zeros are decent. I've I've, I just, I've found I success those. in those with no sugar. Now I try to cut. I'm still drinking like a soda or two a day, but I'm trying to like I'm trying to wean myself off of it a little bit more. It's hard to go. You can't go total turkey and. Uh, but like the Gatorade sugars, or Gator, the Gatorade zeros, I've, I've been trying to like get different flavors to find the one I like the most, and because they do berry. First of all, berry don't get berry. Berry <laughs> tastes disgusting. Tastes like what I picture they're gonna give me before my colon. Uh, I have to get that uh, my colonoscopy. Colonoscopy, yeah. I, I feel like it's for your colitis. It's my colitis. <laughs> it's inflamed. Uh, I gotta get it. I gotta get it cooled down. But like the, the glacier cherry and the fruit punch are still solid, but no sugar. They're big difference. It, t- it just tastes like you're drinking watered, watered, watered down Gatorade. Yeah, that's what I. That's what I have. But still, it's better. I, I just, I mean, I, I don't mind water. I just can't just drink nothing but water. I gotta have some flavor in there. I'm rocking the electrolytes. Yeah, I know you. I know you, you put them in there, like now, because the meals, even if you eat meal, that's got sugar in it. I think. Yeah, I do the uh, liquid IV. Okay. Which is not sugar, and actually, tastes, the lemon lime tastes really. It just tastes like kind of like a sweetened Gatorade. That's why I've tried to yeah go away from the meal and the water and just went to the. Get up, I bought another case of actually uh, Gatorade Zeros just last night. Texas Mike on that Tom Brady diet, basically. I was, not as much anymore. That's why, I mean, I lost, I think I've said it on there, I, I lost 33 pounds this year. I don't know if I could get rid of caffeine. Terrible. It was awful. Caffeine would, I'd be just. I've gained some of that back. If, you, if I get rid of caffeine, I can't get rid of sugar and caffeine at the same time. Like, then I would just. It was terrible. I would crash so bad. That was me this summer. It was awful. Yeah. It was It was really, really bad. It was really tough. It still is pretty tough. I mean, I've, I've been on, no caffeine. Like, today I got. Two hours of sleep last night because our kids are both sick. Uh, got like a nap in, but like not having coffee just was. was I mean, I remember it's like a, a a Twinkie or something, something of sh- a sugar bar or something. To, mm. to yeah, get get to get the motor running. Are y'all gonna have any bats tickets to give away this year? I think we will we'll have some bats tickets to give away. We'll also have. I think we're gonna have a. a we're excited to have do some stuff with Louisville City FC this year, which is gonna be a lot of fun. That's you can just go buy your bats tickets, dude. Come on, give support. We'll, we'll have tickets to give away. We we are we'll be the home of Louisville Bats again this year. I've been to bats game so. Last time I was at, I was, I was at the stadium when it first opened doing a card show, and I went there when I did a show with Nick Coffee uh, years ago, and that's like I haven't been back. I don't think I've been back since. Oh wow! Texas, would you have dug up the professor if she was insanely hot, like a ten? If she was insanely hot in a ten, I wouldn't have broken up with her in the first place. Answer the question. Just say no for my <laughs> no. Thank you. <laughs> For legal reasons, please say no. <laughs> There's just, ah, the old pick-me-up Twinkie. It's <laughs> a great point. When you said that, I was like, that's not, not really what you go to for, for, for big-time energy. But it's, I mean, it's a sugar bump. It's a sugar bump. I mean, it, sugar makes me just feel lethargic. What's that? Sugar just makes me feel, like, lethargic. I mean, it, sugar, sugar does to me, like, coffee, well, coffee does is it gets me jittery, but then, it, like, as soon as it wears off, I crash hard. When I crash, yeah. Which I don't. Which is why I don't drink cappuccinos as much as I used to. Like back when I worked at Books a Million and and, and Joe Muggs, 
I'd go in there and just start. I would. I mean, I would take shots of straight espresso, five, six, seven of them, eight of them at a time, to get through the day. And you ever had straight espresso? It's very bitter. It is. But you put a little chocolate sauce in it, mix it up. Not bad. Go to Europe. The espresso they they have it all the time, and it's it's very, it's bitter, but it's good. It's better. It's very boring working in a coffee shop in a bookstore. Terry says TK is telling Mike to do a bump of sugar. I mean, I, it is funny how things have changed. I, mean, if you, if you, I used to always, and you saw this when I first started doing the show, but it was way worse when I was doing uh, 790, 93.9. Like, I used to come into the show, and for three hours, I would have at least one cup of coffee, sometimes two, and just pound candy during the breaks. Like, that was, it was sugar yes, and coffee. Staying awake, yeah. Yeah, and, and like, that was what got me going. And now, since like the last eight months, it's been electrolytes and water and an apple before the show starts. It is but a horrible got me existence. To keep you awake. This is true. Because if you zone out on me, God knows what I'll talk about by myself. Texas says, the craziest part of this whole thing is the fact that the ex-girlfriend thought TK would help dig a hole, much less remove a body. Again, (laughs) she wanted to know if Trevor knew people that would help. And younger Trevor had more energy. (laughs) This is is like 24-year-old, 25-year-old. Texas says, doctor, sir, we have a donor with your life-saving organ. It's from Trevor Kelsey. Me, no, I'm good. (laughs) Oh, come on. If it's... Well, this, my liver's still strong. I would stay away from the kidney. It's the hardest working liver in the galaxy. Hardest, <laughs> my lungs might not be too much, but I mean, I've got like, like I probably have a good spleen or something, maybe. Texas, all you can eat express, ex- espresso. <laughs> like I used to like eat the uh, the espresso cover, the chocolate covered espresso beans too. I used to eat those all the time. I remember those. Yeah, yeah. Those were good. Like, so these are things I would snack on. Cons those in the little chocolate balls you talked about with the Nutella that's in the middle of them. The Lindy, whatever they're Ferrero Rocher. Yeah, yeah. I used to, we said those like I said individual. I would snack on those and constantly. Somebody sent in a picture of Henry Watterson uh, from his Wikipedia. Henry Watterson, son of a U.S. congressman from Tennessee, became a prominent journalist in Louisville, uh, as well as a Confederate soldier, author, and partial U- term U.S. congressman. And he goes, Trevor, I'm thinking he was probably racist. <laughs> I'm just saying he was, was a Confederate. Confederate soldier. Yeah, I think he might have been. She was, I mean, I didn't know if I believed her or not, but yeah, like that was something she, I remember that too. That was something she was like, to be, to be fair, to, to take her back a little bit. If someone had called me two months prior asking me to dig up a body and then asked me two months later with a very extreme social opinion, I might have my doubts about their stance on that. I might do some Googling myself <laughs> exactly. to make sure that they knew what well, they I were talking Google about. I didn't have Google then too. We, yeah. it, it, I wouldn't it, just take them at their word. This is not yeah. somebody who's trustworthy. Oh, I, I, I knew that from the time I dated her. I mean, I knew that. I knew you could only take her with literally like, not a grain of salt, but like a truckload of it. <laughs> <laughs> Texas says the the Louisville Water Company told us that if this, I guess, this waste from Ohio gets into our water, it'll smell floral. And they say, TK, does your water taste? Does your water smell like roses yet? Um, no, right. but my poop does. Oh boy, <laughs> come on! I mean, it's like Texas. Says, what would make someone purple, think that Trevor? Like what would make someone think that Trevor knew grave robbers? I've known some shady people, but good God, that's the big question. Okay, here's the thing. Yeah, here's mine. In, in her mind, she's like, he's young, he's a pothead, he probably knows devious people. He deals in seedy stuff because he 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 has he has marijuana connections. Like that's probably that's that that is where her mind probably was. This reminds me of. Serial will bring Adnan Syed back up again. Okay. Where he, like, the one guy that he knows who deals pot is, like, the guy that he goes to to be like, hey, I might kill somebody. Maybe you can help me out with this. And I think, like, giving away my opinion here, I think that's probably what happened. I think he probably, he's like, killed the girl, showed Jay the body, 
was like, hey, can you help me with this? And Jay's like, I can't, I mean, I, I deal pot. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not, yeah really? Do you, you want a dime bag to forget about it? That's my, I'm your guy, dude. This escalated very quickly. <laughs> I think this is kind of what with her. She just didn't know any like real criminals. And she, you're the first person that she thought. Yeah. Of. I was like, you need somebody like slinging crack. That's who you're looking for. Not me. I, I, even then, like, I don't think this is not a normal request. This is not something that you ask of, of normal people. Imagine the professor watching from the afterlife and being like, well, she wants to do what? I wonder if there's someone driving around right now going, <laughs> I remember my uh, my dad's ex-girlfriend, we had a big fight with him. That can't be the same person, right? Or worse, someone driving around right now is like, yeah, I dug that guy up. Yeah, sucker. That, I made 50 bucks. That was that guy. <laughs> that was that guy that I dug up. Texas weed is a gateway drug to grave robbing. <laughs> Those commercials were right. <laughs> Reefer Madness was so on, on, the, on the nose. Tony says, given what Trevor just said about his diet, sugar, coffee, and lack of exercise, are we sure that he's not dead? Is he perhaps <laughs> a zombie or a ghost? If Trevor is a zombie, that would explain why the lady thought that he could dig a grave. Or a ghost. Maybe I- I've been dead this whole time. and like You're sick sensing me. Maybe that's what's happening here. <laughs> and who are we talking to right now? Tony says, this is what happens when U of O basketball sucks and we all avoid discussing it. Yeah, you're yes, exactly it right. Don't play. Don't blame us. As much fun as this is, I hope that we never have a February 15th like this ever again. This is a great conversation for May, June, July, August. Yeah. This is not what we should be talking about right now. But when you're 3-22 and 22 and you're about to play Virginia, who has owned you in the ACC and is even better this year than they are in most seasons, it's uh, this is what you get. You get ex-girlfriend grave robbing talk. I mean, I'm going to sit through the whole game and then didn't watch AW, but... I'm not going to do it very friendly. We're not going to be happy about it. I'm not going to be happy about it. What if we win? I mean, we do. It'd be great. We'd be, be awesome. back, in the, back in the race for 14th place. We'd come back in here tomorrow and talk about three hours about how we're, we were wrong. Making strides. And, yeah. Then we'll, of course, I'd we'll, love to be wrong. Then we'll lose to Clemson by 60 on Saturday. Yeah, probably. That's fine. Uh, we'll take a break. When we come back, 5 o'clock hour, we will talk about this game a little bit tonight. Cards taking on the Cavs. Uh, a couple other notes to get to from the world of Cardinal sports. And then I'm sure we'll somehow get back into the grave robbing talk. 502-414-1450 is the Thornton's text line. Hit us up. we got an hour left. Keep it locked right here on the Big X. soundtrack that I really like. Okay. NHL like 2004 the oh, video yeah, game. We yeah, played yeah, it a lot yeah, yeah. Uh, like when I was in high school. Wasn't this song on the Madden soundtrack? Maybe. Uh, Sweetness was the song that I liked. Okay. I was thinking this was... I was living free. Whoa. But this was, I think, the only song that they had that went big. The middle song, yeah. Yeah. Not my favorite. 
but kind of applies to our situation right now. Welcome into the 5 o'clock hour here of the Mike Rutherford Show on 1450 and 96.1 The Big X. Again, cards taken on Virginia tonight. 7 o'clock tip-off inside the KFC Yum Center. ESPNU has the TV coverage. Virginia is a 16-and-a-half-point road favorite, a Virginia team that has not been great on the road so far this season, but a Louisville team that has not been great um, anywhere. So you can understand that. What is do you it think? a home game or a road game? I don't even know. It's a home game. It's a, it's a home game. It's really- <laughs> Who gives a bleep? Now, we, we play them. I'm kind of feeling that way a little bit, sad but true. We're home today and against Clemson on Saturday for the celebration, obviously, and then we play them away on the last day of the regular season for their senior night. There's an entire website garnered around what Jimmy Eat World songs were in media, movies and TV. Okay. They required an entire website? Well, people like Jimmy Eat World. I'm saying it's kind of cracks me up a little. I was just trying to remember if it was literally on a Madden soundtrack or not. And I'm like, I look it up and it's, it's very more popular than I really thought the song ever was. Yeah. It's yeah, on Reddit page. We have spent most of today's show just trying to distract ourselves from the fact that this trying. basketball game is going to happen tonight. We're still trying. The text line's done a great job. Look, we ask a lot of the text lines sometimes, and they almost always deliver. And today they absolutely have delivered. We wanted you. We were like, basically, we can talk about this game. Don't don't tempt us. We will talk about this game. We'll be unhappy, and you'll be unhappy. If you want us to not talk about this game, you have to give us other stuff to talk about. And people have stepped up and sent in some great texts at 502-414-1450. Many of them centered around yesterday's revelation that Trevor was once asked by an ex-girlfriend <laughs> to dig up the grave of her deceased boyfriend and cremate the body. Again, it was a it was a bombshell dropped on all of us. It came out of nowhere. I'm I guess s- why I'd mentioned it before. No, I would have remembered oh. that. Like you know, you say like that call is etched in your mind forever. If you had if you had said that. I'd remember exactly where I was. I'd remember the time. I mean, I'm going to remember yesterday's show forever because I was not prepared for it, and I'm still, I think, reacting to the news. I'm processing what happened. I'm processing the new revelations that continue to come up, and the text line it seems to be right there with me. It is a, it's been a shock to all I of mean, our listen, core. I'll answer honestly any question I can. I just sometimes I don't have the answer to. Sometimes it's still a mystery. I like this question that we have from from a texture. What will be a bigger upset? The UMBC win over Virginia, or if Louisville beat Virginia tonight? Louisville. I know. I think it'd be UMBC. UMBC was a tournament team. We're not. Yeah, but they were a 16 seed. It doesn't matter. They had, they had how many wins did they have that year? 20? The spread was smaller than, I would assume the spread was larger for the UMBC game. I still more. I'm Trevor, that's a ridiculous. No, come on. UMBC was a tournament team. We're not even, we can't even sniff the CBI. Because we're in the ACC, UMBC plays in the America East. Yeah, and what do you think our record would be in the American East right now? A lot better than it is in the ACC. A tournament team, though? Maybe. We could win the America East. Probably not, but we could. <laughs> UMBC was not a favorite to win the, they were a 16 seed. I like how you like convince yourself that we could have won the American East. We should. The, the America East sucks this year. Vermont's down. They're, it's not a good league. It's not a great conference. I mean... Okay, I mean, I'm telling the. I mean, the <laughs> UMBC upset was was bigger. What was their record that year? Uh, I mean, I couldn't tell you. They probably had 20 wins or so. It was the first. Six, I mean, yeah, they were they were 20 point underdogs, so that would be a so bigger. That, that's not by much though, but still bigger. It, it is yes, every inch matters. And it was a 16-1 game. They won by 20 though, so maybe there's hope for us. The spread was 21 and a half. They had 24 wins. Texas says. Texas says that he thinks it's close. 
I think it's... We're playing a home... If, if this were the game in Charlottesville... Okay, I'll, I'll give you this. Let's say if we lose the next five games and we are three and... Oh my God, three and 27 going into the season finale and Virginia is... Let, let's say they lose one more game between now and then. They're competing for a number one seed and they're playing us at home on senior day with a... What would that be? 25 and five record. And we won that game. I think that might... That one, I'll, I'll grant you, that potentially would be a bigger upset than the UMBC game. I mean, could we beat that UMBC team from that year? Probably not. Okay, right now, Vermont is leading the American East. I know, and they're down. They're not very good. And they're 15-10 and 10 overall. I'm telling you, it's a down year for the American East. It's my point. <laughs> That's what takes us to win the American East. We, we, we need a down America East. I mean, I assume we could beat Albany and maybe Maine. Maine's, Maine's really bad. Although Maine beat Boston College. Maybe Boston College. I was going to say, yeah. So did New Hampshire, who's also in this league. It's a bad league. I'm not saying we could win it. I'm saying we'd be yeah. better. I do it. notice your confidence level has gone down slightly each second that we talk about. We could. Like originally, you were like, it's no brainer. That's we, not what we, I said. You're like, we, you pretty much just I like, said we could win it, but I didn't, I didn't say we would. We wouldn't be the favorites. We're not the best team in the American. When you first started, you had a little more confidence in your oomph about winning the American. There's no conference in America You've right now. You've dwelled on it more and more now. Think about it. not true. Game. Not true. <laughs> There's no conference in America right now where we would be the favorite. But there are conferences where I think we I could win we the conference win the We could win the MEAC. Okay. We wouldn't, but we could. Hampton would beat us. I don't know if we'd win the American East. I don't, th- I don't either. But Therefore, I'm saying we- I, don't, I think that's why I think we would be a bigger upset. That has no no relevance to the conversation. I mean, that team was better than us that year. You see yourself, you don't think we could beat that year's UMBC team. We They were a bigger underdog in that. I mean, Virginia was better that year, too. So let's call okay. it. It was a 116 game. They were a bigger underdog than we are in this game. I'm granting you the. God, what are we, this is the most depressing conversation we've had. <laughs> Really? This is worth we the, just went from Can grave, we go back to the grave robbing? We went from grave robbing to are we better than a 16 seed from seven years ago? Not even that. Not even, I mean, I, I don't, not, I don't think we're ago, better. It? It's, would it be a bigger upset if we yeah. beat Virginia at home than UMBC, which is known as the biggest upset in the history of college basketball? Okay, bigger than would it be a bigger upset than when Shamanov beat Virginia in 1983? No. <laughs> no. Shamanov beat us the next year. <laughs> every time I learn something new about Trevor's diet, I marvel at the resilience of the human body. What's wrong? My, what else is so bad about my diet? That, by the way, the, the the story I just talked about with the espresso stuff—that was when I was like 17 years old. Yeah, it's different. Yeah, that was back in 97, 98. I was 17. I wasn't even eight. I wasn't even. I was still a minor. You were drinking coffee like in in high school years. I lived in my own apartment when I was 16. You were drinking coffee. Yeah. Oh well, not as much coffee yeah, espresso. I never got into coffee or espresso or anything. Like, I, I, like still, that I still don't like regular coffee. I just, I, I, but when I started working at coffee shops when I was 16, and then just, you know, I kind of, you know, I learned how to make, you know, mix and match with the flavors, a little raspberry white chocolate, you know, smoke. I had cappuccinos very young. I still do. I just can't, I don't, just don't drink them as much. Oh, look, they have cappuccino. Great Boy Meets World quote. <laughs> I don't know. But regular coffee, no, I've never been a fan of it. The only time I would drink regular coffee when I was at Western, and I couldn't, I couldn't afford to buy, you know, Starbucks daily or cappuccinos daily, so I would make coffee and I would just put chocolate syrup in it and mix it in. 
There's nothing wrong with that. No, pretty much like a, I made like a big adult milkshake. Yeah, I put a little milk in it, a little, little chocolate. So syrup. It basically, is a milkshake. It was yeah, it was like a poor man's cappuccino, like a, a ghetto chino. <laughs> Can I call that? I think I should trademark that. Make it happen. I can get that in like bottles. That'd be awesome. Texture says we could win the Murray State Belmont list OVC. That league is brutal. It is bad. I'm not sure that we're better than Moorhead though. Some of our hypotheticals are taking us down to like. <laughs> Where's Moorhead and Ken Bum? Moorhead is probably the best team. I think they're, I think they're leading. I like I think Preston Spratlin's a really good coach. I'm a high on him. Moorhead's 263 in Ken Palm, so they are ahead of us. Yeah, way ahead of us. Aren't we like 318 still? Uh, we're we're the, we're down there. <laughs> we're, yeah, there's no 50 spots ahead of us. Probably we're 295. Oh, we I got above 300. Well, yeah, we you know we played Miami within eight points, so massive leap for playing Miami within so eight. How points far do we drop and lose by 25 tonight? Probably not that far. Probably not that far. Virginia's going to drop for beating us by 20. OVC is a bad conference this year. They they really miss Belmont and Murray going to the, the Missouri Valley, mm. which smart move by them. Not great for Virginia. I've given up on my young of the clouds of geographics for certain reason when it comes to the NCAA. The worst conference in America right now, according to Kempom, is the Northeast Conference. Can we win that? The Northeast Conference has two teams with a winning overall record. They are. How Dickinson are they? Eh. <laughs> Fairly <laughs> Dickinson. They're 15 and 12. Wagner, previously mentioned on the show, second Wagner mentioned of the day, shout out to Mike Dean, we hate you forever, uh, is 13 and 10. Mary Mack leads the conference with a 9 and 4 record, but they're 11 and 16 overall. <clears throat> I think we can win the Northeast. Get hot. We may not be the number one seed in the conference tournament, but we could get hot and win that, that conference tournament. I've never even heard of Merrimack. <laughs> they were, so they kind I feel of. Bad. Should I have heard of this? Is this bad of They're me? transitioning. So they were, they made news the year before Bellarmine won the, the, the A-Sun tournament last year. They won their conference regular season title. They won the Northeast regular season title. But then they couldn't even play in the conference tournament because those dumb transitioning rules. Yeah, okay. Yeah, they just, their first, yeah, this is only their fourth year in Division One. Right. Okay, so they're why. still transitioning. It's, their coach is Joe Gallo. Shout out to Joe Gallo. I said Joey Callow. Joey Callow. What my cousin Benny reference there? I didn't get it. When he, when he tells the judge's name, he's like, he tells his name Joey Gallo because it's a judge, famous judge that he'd heard about, but he didn't realize he'd heard about him because he just died. Uh, the judge is like, you're dead. I'm like, of course I'm dead. You used, that's my stage name. <laughs> shout out to Mary Mac. They are the leaders of the Northeast Conference. <laughs> Why? Well, they're tied with Stonewall. Or Stonehill. Stonehill, who also, I believe this is their first year in D1. I was going to say, I'm, I'm, I was about to ask you, what's Stonehill's nickname? Oh. I only learned it because I knew it earlier this year. Let's, let's play. Let's play the Northeast. What is their nickname game? Stonehill is? Uh, I, I, I can't. Hawks? What is it? Skyhawks. Skyhawks. Oh, I knew. I, I heard it earlier this year. Merrimack is? Uh, Mary Mac, I know. Mary Mac is. I knew at one point. I can't believe I've forgotten now. There's the Warriors. Okay. They're the only two because everybody else in this division I know. I know Sacred Heart, St. Francis, Central Connecticut State, Long Island. I know all these. All the classics. All, all the, the all the NEC classics. All of them losing to the two teams that are newest in their division. Yeah. <laughs> They've been good. Uh, Texas says, wait, 
Did Trevor say he had his own apartment at 16? Yeah. We need a background on that. Yeah, we down got an apartment on 16 over on up of North Heights. How'd you make that happen? Uh, the guy that owned the building, uh, owned the same building my mom lived in. Still. I, don't, I would not have had the funding to have an apartment at 16. I mean, I was working two jobs still. You were in school at this point, though. Well, I dropped out when I was, yeah, right between 16 and 17. So this is when you, when you got the apartment. Junior year, yeah. You dropped out. It was my junior year, yeah. I was going to, I went to JCHS. I can only imagine what happened at that apartment. Oh, man. That's some fun times, though. Like, I just remember my neighbor, my neighbor, I had a cool neighbor who, like, he was moving in at, like, 3 in the morning. I was like, this dude's moving in. Turned out to be a real cool dude. We partied all the time until, I mean, for years after, even after I, we both moved out of that apartment building. That was a fun apartment. I liked it. I miss sure it was. On North High, yeah. Texas, Trevor knows a cappuccino and a latte are not the same thing, right? Yeah. I think yeah. You, yeah. It's all about foam, by the way. Texas, if we ever take the lead tonight, I say we all collectively tweet the Leo pointing image at the same time. Maybe. We might score first. Who knows? And when you make it with water, it's not a cappuccino. It's an Americano. I like a good Americano. Texas says, whether the America East is good this year or not doesn't matter. I can't believe I'm about to agree with Trevor over you, Mike, but there's no chance in hell our UFL team could beat that UMBC team Oh no, pull that upset this year. I'm, I'm not arguing that. I'm still saying it would be it was a bigger upset that they beat Virginia that year. It was a I mean, one it was the more well known. Yeah, but we're playing again. We're playing at home, and this Virginia team is not as good as that Virginia. The Virginia team was the number one overall seed in the NCAA tournament, and then we're not as good as the team that beat them originally in UMBC. We're not, but again, it's a sixteen and a half point spread. It's okay, smaller. So, so we were if we were at John Paul Stadium or in the thing where they play John Paul, John Paul Jones Arena. Yeah, I always I always remember because of the bases. Then there's the bases from Led Zeppelin. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's the name to that. The uh, that if we were playing there, would you would you then atone to the, that the, us winning there? Trevor, I've already said all this. Did yes, okay. I, I said if we play them in the last game of the regular season there, and we are still this bad, and the spread's higher, it, the spread will be higher than than twenty, which it was for the UMBC game. Then yeah, I think that one would be by definition a bigger upset, which is depressing as hell. Texas also, there's no chance in hell we could win the American East this year. No way. The amount of turnovers we commit per game, especially the first twenty games. Our defensive ranking means that we have eight, nine wins tops. We're having the worst season in P6 history. Oh, not anymore. Not anymore. We're, Utah is 300s Ken Palm from 20, I think, 11. We're going to be safe with that. We're going we're to stay above them. But is it one of the worst seasons in power conference history? Yes. Are we really hanging on to a Utah team from third, from like a decade ago? That That's exactly what we're doing. That's that, couldn't, ex- that couldn't have been uh, my boy Majerus wasn't. Uh, no, no, they, they, they were too. No way, yeah. There's no way Rick Majerus team could be that bad. Yeah. I love me, Rick Majerus. Uh, the same guy says it's not a bigger upset. Us winning tonight would be a bigger upset. It doesn't carry as much shock value because number, no 16 had ever won. That's the difference. Now, the difference is, again, the point spread. They are, that game was a bigger point spread. Was it better, Virginia? By definition, that was a bigger upset. Anyway, you want to slice it. If we how, beat them at, if we beat them in their place at the end of the season, then I'll have that conversation. How are we worse than that team? That team went 6 and 25. They finished worse than Ken Palm. Oh, that, that was the first year of Larry Christowicz or whatever the coach. That was his first year there, and he would go on to spend another decade there. He's a great, he's a great coach. Yeah, he stayed there just till two years ago. Christowicz, yeah, uh, he's terrific. Texas, I, I totally forgot about the Fairley Dickinson joke. It's classic. Oh, you'll be you'll be hearing it again. Championship week's coming up. It's going to come out. Yeah, he's subject to your stuff, right? All the time. Texas, the Trevor thinking grave robbing would have been so much worse than what they were going to do, forgetting they were going to light this guy on fire. 
They're like, gonna, yeah, I thought you were gonna burn them like in a, like burning trash. I'm sure she had like a cremation. I, I don't think she did. I don't think she did. Judging, probably not. Her I'm idea th- was probably pour some like like liquor into the coffin and then like throw a match in there. <laughs> Texas, how did Trevor end up owning his house? Well, you, your grandmother, grandmother passed yeah. away. Yeah. Texas, what's wrong with caffeine? Nothing. No, we have nothing wrong with. It. We're just pointing out that it doesn't get. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. It's just as addictive as almost most some other things out there as, as addictive. Yeah. I, I mean, I mean, it's not as dangerous. I mean, it, and it it's can not great be. for you. No, I gotta say, I mean, people are like, how can you compare it to, you know, and I'm not compared to maybe like an Oxycontin. I've lost friends to Oxycontin mm-hmm. abuse, but I mean, it's just, you know, it's, but it's right up there. It's an addiction. I mean, all addictions, good or bad, no matter the level are still bad addictions. Right. Yeah. And it's not, again, like you said, it sugar, I mean, you talk about people maybe die of marijuana overdose. I guarantee it's nowhere near on the radar compared to obesity You're in this country. Wrong. Also, there's a, I think the more studies that come out show that the, there's a direct correlation between a lot of the sugar that we eat and cancer. And I think that's only going to grow as time goes on. But, look, I can't I can't stop. I, I, I'm sugar addict for sure. Yeah, I mean, we all, I mean, everyone is. It's just, it's just an addiction. It's nothing, you know, I'm not talking bad about it. I'm just. Texas, I don't know if you've seen this, but the Vandy Whistler passed away. Oh, that's sad. Oh. And Tennessee fans are celebrating it. No matter what you say about UK fans, Tennessee fans are even worse. Is Tennessee baseball like the most unlikable program in the history of college athletics? Well, like I saw the one thing people were bashing the Eagles fans for for booing Dak Prescott before the Super Bowl. Like, how can you boo the NFL Man of the Year just because he plays for the Cowboys? Easy, I booed him from my seat. Who cares? Yeah, but he didn't die. Like the no, I know, but I'm just saying. Like, I was like you talk about pay like that. That they, they call that classes. It's not even in the same ballpark. No. As boo is as cheering. I mean, that's right up there with the soccer fans who made the chant about the queen dying. Yeah. They did a chant about putting her in a box. I mean, don't get me wrong. I shouldn't laugh. Because it, but I mean, even it's kind of creative, though, at least. Because, I, mean, I mean, that was Irish people, and they have their issues with the monarchy exactly. for historical reasons. Like, this is a guy who, at the very worst, just annoyed you because yes. he whistled during games. Like, yeah. Celebrating his death is a disgusting thing. That and is horrible. These Tennessee fans who are doing this, I'm seeing this some now on like what are they on twitter does like, make it just saying stupid stuff or yeah they're just posting like memes like i almost gave a bleep like you know, all, all this stuff it's, that's yeah it's that's, really that's gross. Uncool. i mean he's he, he's a fan who whistled yeah is it annoying sure didn't Should you celebrate his death bad, no man. yeah it's, it's a whistling it's a whistling <laughs> i was saying good god uh jeff pack was his name by the way passed away yesterday at the age of 69 that's very sad i wonder if people just like did a long whistle at his funeral maybe Texas caffeine's not a drug. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Anything that's addictive is a drug. Is that? I don't think that's true. I would. I mean, I would fall into this in comparison. If it's a, anything that has an addict that comes with addiction, can be considered a drug, right? I mean, I mean, it's also a no. stimulant, which is also consi- which falls under drug categories. Caffeine is. That's exactly right. It it's a it stimulates central nervous system, which is. A drug. It's, I mean, yeah. that's what drugs are for. Yeah. I mean, but, I mean, you could say you're like addicted to Louisville basketball. I don't know if it's a drug. Well, trust me, there's a, there's a season to never go cold turkey. It like, feels like it this year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Takes that I'd have a more difficult time stopping caffeine than THC. Look, I had to give up all this stuff. And yeah, I would, caffeine I would have, I and could quit, sugar. I could quit weed before I could quit nicotine. Caffeine and sugar were the, the absolute toughest for me. They're way tougher than alcohol. Way tougher than alcohol. Now, uh, some people may differ, obviously, and may think you're crazy for saying that because that's just different strokes. Yeah, exactly. Everybody's different in a way. Texas, well, we still have time to take the number one spot away from Utah State. Oh, not Utah State. We're talking Utah. I still don't see Howard. Utah was that. They would have won more conference games than we did. 
We could see, the thing though is if you're looking at just conference games, oh, overall record too. Like 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 we have won a conference game, which immediately vaults us above that Pitt team from 2017 and the Boston Ooh, College zero. team of the year before. Yeah. But we are ranked below them in like every available metric. So like it, it just depends on what you're going to look at. Like the good thing about beating Georgia Tech is we absolved ourselves from being in that historical debate of like worst power conference team of all time from a lot, a lot of because quick research like lazy research you would just go and look at teams that didn't win a game right and we will always be a team that won at least one game in conference play so there's that but the computer rankings we are certainly very much in the conversation for worst power six team of all time oh yeah i don't need the computer rankings to tell me that i can just look at our schedule or look at our record texas trevor i'm addicted to your mom is she a drug <laughs> you like that <laughs> Good luck, buddy. <laughs> You're going to be more drugs than her. <laughs> Take her, please. Texas, I'm listening to the Valentine's Day pod uh, today from yesterday, and Trevor's graveyard girlfriend story had me in stitches. <laughs> I've dated some spooky girls, but never one that wanted me to help her with an exhumation. Best radio ever ranks right up there with Salad Day. I need a not safe for work podcast about Trevor's dating life. We all do. What's the weirdest thing a girlfriend that rash you do? I, I honestly can't even think of anything. <laughs> Nothing they considered weird? No. We don't have to be like quirky in the bedroom thing, but just like outside the bedroom area. I don't think anything. Like, <laughs> I have a limited dating history, and I think everybody that I dated was very normal. Um, Boring life. I, yeah, I mean, I, I, was, I never got a call about digging up a body and cremating it. Again, I don't remember asking for the cremation part. Just digging into retrieving the body was the. <laughs> I don't think I've ever been asked any, no anything super weird. Right. I stayed. I steered clear of crazy pretty well over the years. <laughs> Until now, well, with you. <laughs> um, your boy stays there. Said, which song is better? Just want to rock or dreams and nightmares? Really, Philly fans know this. I mean, I love dreams and nightmares. Dreams think, and nightmares. Meek Mill. It's a song the Eagles run out to. Oh, see, I don't even. Yeah, I don't know who a Meek Mill is. He's big Philly. I'm big Philly guy. There's, I'll give me hollow notes. The roots. Texas is not sure what uh, we're talking about, but I threw a box of popcorn on my high school Spanish teacher when U of L blocked the Memphis State field goal attempt to go to the Fiesta Bowl. Seems like an overreaction. Are you in a box of popcorn in Spanish class? Why, yeah. why, was, <laughs> why were you in Spanish class when that game was being played? Was it being played like Friday afternoon? <laughs> How did this happen? Or was he was he at the game? What game was he talking about? Blocking the field goal in Memphis to go to the Fiesta Bowl. We blocked a field goal against Memphis State. And I guess the regular season finale. To... I guess so. Back in nineteen ninety. Yeah. Oh God. I guess his Spanish teacher was at the game and he just threw a box of popcorn on. <laughs> this stems from the Mike Dean conversation where the the person admitted as a kid they were at that game and threw a box of popcorn at him when he was walking out, which is fine. I'm good with that. I remember I threw a full two liter of Sunkissed lemonade. I, mean, I told you happened. I threw the, the, the bottle of 20-ounce bottle of Mountain Dew or whatever it was across the, the store at the video store when the Pacers got screwed by, by Larry Johnson. Mm-hmm. I think you have. Yeah, and the woman gave me a Xanax outside. Like, that's right. That's, that's right. I think she's like, you need this. I'm like, thanks. <laughs> that's, that's, that's how I remember that. <laughs> Texas, going back to the cow days discussion, the, the Marion County being ham days, I mistakenly said cow days. They do have cow days in Greene County, and, and they have the cow that you can milk and apparently soda distributes warm soda and the texture said any of the cow will not be slandered 
There is no Mellow Yellow, only Ski, which is a local soda in South Central Kentucky. <laughs> it's similar to it's similar to Mellow Yellow. I'm familiar yeah, with Ski. I know Ski is yeah. It's good. Yeah. I mean, it's like, well, that game was on a Saturday, obviously. It had to have been that the teacher was just like there. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm not a big fan of the off offshoot like Mountain Dew Mellow Yellows. Like I just like I like I mean even Mountain Dew's not really even still. It's still a little strong for me. And I bought one of the, like the throwback Mountain Dews like a while back that like from like when I was a kid that I just remember taking a drink and thinking this is a nasty. How did I ever get hooked on this as a kid? Okay, hold on real quick. Uh, update. Apparently the the tweet the, the the Twitter account that is reporting that the Vandy Whistler died is a parody account. And an SEC baseball account is saying as far as I know, the Vandy Whistler is alive and well. It's a terrible look for Tennessee fans because they're celebrating his death and he didn't actually die. Like that's. But who makes a, who ma- even a parody account? Who makes fun of a dude dying? What is wrong with people? Like I'm all for parody accounts, but it's a dude, that's just no. Yeah, it's terrible. That's... Richard G is a parody account of a reporter in Knoxville. Really annoying. I mean, do you really is that really the, the only thing you come up with today? Yeah, just, that's silly. No, bad, bad uh, parody account. Bad. This is why everybody hates Tennessee baseball. Everybody hates them. They're the worst. Still got that ass kicked by Notre Dame in the Super Regionals. Suck it. Texas says, have you heard how much water carrying DeCourcy is doing for Calipari? I'm not surprised. He's trying to get a banner on his name up in Rough, ra- rough Rafters. Was DeCourcy, a- DeCourcy loves Calipari. Well, he may just have to be a personal preference then, maybe. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, let's take I'm a break. Really, I know DeCourcy comes on another channel a lot more. I never really listen. I never talked to him. Love Cal. He did never. He never came on any of the shows I ever did or hosted. He's fine. I've got no problem with him. Like no, we, I'm, I'm we interact mad. every now and then. But he yeah. definitely loves John Calipari. I talked to him at like at the, the Um Center a couple times. And he's, let's go to break. When we come back, uh, final segment of the show, we'll talk about tonight's game a little bit. We'll take more of your text, and then we'll make predictions to wrap things up. Spoiler alert: They're not going to be great predictions, but they will be predictions nonetheless. It's the Mike Rutherford Show. It wraps up next here on 1450 The Big X. question for each other okay you were talking about how you know with the super bowl obviously it, it stings so much it still stings you're you're, you're furious at carl sheffers you're furious about the fact that you felt like your team got robbed of a chance to win the super bowl I, I, all yeah. that good stuff but you don't hate the chiefs no i don't louisville they didn't it wasn't their fault louisville against virginia has been a insanely one-sided series we've been in this conference now since 2014 2014 15 We've beaten them twice. They've won 14 of the last 15. Some of the wins over us have been just brutal, both in terms of like how they've looked and also uh, the, the the way that they've ended, namely that David Padgett year. When was the last time we beat Virginia? We beat them when they weren't like, in Mac's second season. 
Okay. They weren't very good. I knew it wasn't that long ago, but I mean. We split the season series, but it was the, the COVID year the, when the tournament got canceled. Oh, okay. We beat them. <laughs> the only good thing that happened in 2020. Yeah. <laughs> we beat them at home, and then the last game that we played before actually the season got canceled, they beat us. We always play them on senior night there when, when that, we yeah. end the season there, and they beat us. We kind of, we, I remember we fell apart late, um, and then that, we ended up not playing another game that year. But that's our, our only other win was the Mango jump shot. Oh, yeah, duh. At the Yum Center. So we've never beaten yeah. them at John Paul Jones Arena. They they own us. And yet, like I don't find myself actively hating Virginia. I, I hate Florida State when I hate them. I hate watching us play Virginia. Yeah. I hate sitting through these games. But, like, Tony Bennett, it reminds me of you brought up forgetting Sarah Marshall yesterday. Like, after the game when they beat us with the, <clears throat> the Deng Adele, the David Padgett year, he has this whole thing where he's so gracious in his post-game speech. And he's like, you know, I, I legitimately feel terrible for them. I'm happy for us. Don't get me wrong. But this, you know, they've got tournament aspirations. I think the job that David has done this year has been so admirable. He says all the right things after the game. And it just reminds me of the scene where they're out there, like, surfing. And he's like, he's like, he's like, F. He's, he's, he's like, damn it, you're cool. He's like, and I hate saying it so much because there's so many parts of me and so many reasons why I should, like, hate you. But. You're so bleeping cool. And Horst Reisner's gonna say, "Yeah, I know." That, that's how I feel about Tony Bennett. Like, I we should hate him for so many reasons, and I just can't hate the guy. He seems to do everything right. He's so damn charming. They play a brand of basketball that is not fun for opponents to watch, but that I think you can appreciate uh, whether you're a, a basketball Benny or not. Like, he just—it's hard for me to sit here and hate them. Like, they just—they're yeah. they're not hateable outside of just being annoying sometimes to play and, and kicking our ass every year. I mean, but, you know, I'm sorry. No, you're good. Go ahead. I was like, I mean, I guess, I mean, if you want to hate them because you hate like watching their style, then maybe you can, I guess, if you want to take to that level, but that's it. Yeah. I don't, it doesn't bother me. In fact, I'm, I mean, come on. I mean, anybody knows how old school I am. Of course, I enjoy watching Virginia play basketball. I mean, except against us, but like, I, I, I'm a fan of that style. I, I'm all for it. I'm Tony Bennett, Dick Bennett. I'm all about the Bennett family. Same. Yeah, you know, I mean, I was a huge. I, I picked them to go to the, the elite eight in, in the year his dad went to. They ended up going to the final four. I picked them to lose the final four, but early eight. But I remember picking them in that bracket. It was one of the reasons why my bracket did well that year. Uh, and I'm so wrong on so many of my bracket predictions that I have to remember to brag about the ones that happened 23 Same. years ago. Same, because that's how bad it was. Oh, I can tell you all about my, my picks yeah. in 2015 uh, and 2002. Butler. First, first final four run. I'll never get easy Nailed and it. Sweeney making fun of me on the radio because I picked him to go to the Sweet 16. What are they? I didn't even pick him to go farther than that. They're like, oh, Butler. I'm like, yeah, they're a good team. The point is, this <laughs> is like 12 years later, I'm still bragging about it. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, so I, yeah, I enjoy watching that, that type, you know, old school play guys. So, uh, but yeah, uh, other than that, I, yeah, you're right. I mean, how can you hate them? Like, I mean, and we should, if there's anyone has the reason to hate them, sort of maybe, I don't know, Va Tech, it should be us. Yeah, for sure. Like, we have every reason, but like, I, and I don't hate Leonard Hamilton, but I just hate beating, I hate playing, for, I hate losing the Florida State because I want to beat them. Now, They're, there's no, we don't really need to do, I think, much previewing. First of all, Virginia returns all five stars from last year's team. They're from the last four years. Yeah, God. Kia Clark, by the way, if you're wondering if he's been around that long, he has, this is his fifth season. If he wins tonight, he will become the winningest player in the history of the ACC. Which, really? Yeah, it, you know, you've no, been there seven years. You talk about be. longevity. Yeah. I, I mean, this year's Virginia team—they're not quite as stellar defensively as they have been in the past. I think they're twenty-second in adjusted defensive efficiency, but they're going to play the same way that they always play. They are 
First in the ACC in scoring defense. They only allow 60.4 points per game. They are first in assisted turnover ratio. They're fourth in turnovers. They're first in the country in assisted turnover ratio, by the way. They're fourth in the country in turnovers per game. They don't turn it over more than 10 times, hardly ever. They're... We don't turn it over 10, under 10 times ever. These stats are all just foreign to me. When I look at them, I'm like, oh, really? Uh, they, they lead the country, the, the, the conference, in three-point shooting percentage, which is not good for us. We don't defend the three at all. seriously <laughs> thinking we can win by less than 20 in this game now? They lead the conference in assists, and they lead the conference in scoring margin. They're beating teams by an average of 9.6 points per game. Uh, they, they just, they're rock solid. They do everything solidly. They've got, uh, I think, more talent than they had last year coming off the bench. They're a deeper team. They The guys that they brought back, Armand Franklin from from uh, from Indiana. Yeah, I'm not huge on to be honest with you, but yeah. He's having a hell of a year. I know. Yeah. He's, he's very good. Um, ben Vanderplas, who killed them when they lost in the NCAA tournament to Ohio a few years ago, they did what all great – they pulled the Jeff Walls where it's like, can't beat him, bring him over. And uh, he, he's been good for them. He has moments where he's really good. Reese Beekman was the defensive player of the year last year in the ACC. He's very good again. Uh, Jalen Gar- Jaden Gardner's back for another yeah. year. He stepped his game up significantly. Last year was his first season. Uh, you have a lot of guys who they do lack a little size. Th- they don't have the big guy. They don't have the Jay Huff in the middle or anything yeah. like that. But you've got a lot of guys who transferred in this program last year, and you've seen this with Virginia in the past, where even when they get like McDonald's All Americans, like a Kyle Guy, like a DeAndre Henner, it takes until that second or third year in the system to really just kind of boom. And you can sort of see why. They didn't. They never really gelled last year. It takes a while to get that system down. And while they had the same pretty much players that they had this year, it was their first year together. Gardner had put up big numbers at ECU. Franklin had come over from Indiana. Vanderplas had come over from Ohio. And now after two full seasons together, you're really seeing the, the fruits of that labor and why the system works so well. They're, they're really good. I'm not predicting that they're going to win the national title or anything, but I think they've got a shot. And we've got our work cut out for us both tonight and in that game three weeks from now. For sure. I mean, that, I mean, hell, that goes without saying. We, I could say that about any team in the conference right now, but especially Virginia. Uh, this is going to shock you, Trevor. It's not a great matchup for us. No, no. Um, <laughs> no, I got a better chance of digging up that guy with, with a spoon <laughs> and a spork than, than we have winning this game. That's probably about the same equivalent. Oh, um, it, yeah. I mean, there's no point in breaking this down any further. You know how they're going to play. You know the pack line defense. You, you know the Tony Bennett system. You know the players at this point, or at least you should, because we've seen almost all of them before. It's going to be a slog. If we shoot it crazy well from the outside like we did against Miami, maybe we'll have a chance. We'll have to defend better than we did. Yeah, but we, we can't did. do that back-to-back game. I don't think we can either. I mean, especially against them. Like, There's a difference between taking open threes against Miami, who's not a great defensive team, and Virginia forcing contested 24-footers, 25-footers with you know high hands, in your face like we have not been a good team at knocking down shots unless we've been just wide ass open and they're not gonna they don't let anybody wide open they also you know we we did a good job against Miami and to a lesser extent uh Florida State when we were kind of close to the game before of creating yeah. second chance opportunities crashing the glass Virginia doesn't give up offensive rebounds what happened after that we, got, we had the close game against Florida State what happened blown out by Pitt Okay, we had to close game against Miami. What's going to happen tonight? I feel like tonight's going to be bad. I mean, we just—it's it, inevitable. I mean, we—you we, can't just—I—I I, fell—I fell for the hey, we looked good in that game. You know, I fell for that two months ago. I'm not falling for that crap anymore with this team. We've learned it's February fifteenth. Yeah, I've been learned. burned enough times. I put my hand in that stove way too many times. 
Uh, 502-414-1450 is the Thornton Stacks line. Texture says, speaking of bad teams, but not this year, great trivia question. Who's the only Power 5 conference school to never go to the big dance is getting ruined this year? Well, it was Northwestern. Yeah, it was North, yeah but that was that big sport a few years back. It's yeah. got to be somebody that's moved into a Power 5 recently. I think it, no, it's Nebraska. Nebraska went in the nineties. Nebraska's never won a game in the conference in the NCAA tournament. Okay, I was gonna say they went with Rich, Rich, Rich King and uh, Eric Piakowski. Went to the yeah, they've never, they've never won. They're the only power conference team. So I think the trivia here is wrong. If he's thinking of Northwestern, they went a couple of years ago. I thought he was saying he never even been to the tournament. That's what he's saying, but it's he's he's wrong. Every power conference school has been to the tournament. Yeah, Nebraska's the only one that's never won a game. So I was thinking it might have been somebody who just recently joined a power five in some way that I'm forgetting about. I don't think yeah, we haven't had any new additions recently. Not that new. Utah State, but I mean... It, Utah State's in the Mount West. That's right. Yeah. Um, Texas says, do we have more turnovers than field goals tonight? I think so. That's actually very much on the table. I can see us having like 18 turnovers and 16 made shots. Oh, that's a good one. It's a very tough question. <laughs> I'm leaning with more field goals made. I'm praying that we have more field goals made, but I, I have concerns about our ability to... To attack that pack line, defense. we score. If we, oh, we're just going to turn the ball. I mean, good lord. The thing is, it's like me. It's like it's like me running a five k. Um, something. So if we if we hit fifteen field goals, that's what thirty points, thirty thirty ish, because it could be a three in there somewhere. And then free throws added in. But free throws don't count as field goals. Yeah, so but yeah, like, so. I'm saying we probably point total. We'd probably be around in the forties. Okay, so we're in the fifties. We're assuming we're going to score around eighteen, maybe field goals. Like Sixteen to twenty made shots, probably. Yeah. We're not going to have 20 turnovers. We might have 15 or 16, but we're not going to have 20, I don't think. Right? Right? Please? Well, God, tell me. Right? I'm not putting it past this team. Please? Here's my concern. Well, the thing is, we won't have that many possessions because Virginia Here's plays the, heaven, right? the fewest <laughs> possessions of anybody in college basketball. My concern is that the first few possessions of the game, we do what Virginia wants everybody to do, which is pass the ball around the perimeter, dilly-dally around. We do that against everybody. Take a contested outside shot, miss it. And then after doing that for three or four times— we're going to be like, well, this isn't working. Let's try to drive the ball. And then that's when we really get screwed because we will, against that defense, we will turn the ball over on every single drive that doesn't have like L. Ellis and you know, even he would be like 50% of the time. He's going to turn it over. That's when th- I think things get out of hand. I mean, passing around the, the perimeter with no no hope of doing anything, that's our entire offense. Well, against these guys, though, especially, that's what they want. And I feel like that's what we're going to see today. Texas, we're winning tonight. No reason. I just have a feeling. I think I'm feeling it might be indigestion. I hope you're right. I'd love it. It might be a tumor. You might want to go to the doctor. Texas David Johnson laid off of a three to lose us the UVA game in 2020. We should have won that second game. We were, were right there. Oh, they were the better team for most of that game. We just we got all the way back and then could not have executed worse on offense the last few possessions. Texas says, oh, no. Texas says, you are telling This is a plumley bro. What plumley? It's a KRC text. Sometimes. He sometimes sends them to us. He does, but this is. About Scoots. Okay. You all telling Scoots that he's not that good of a golfer undoubtedly hurt his feelings to the core. I could read his responses like a book through the speaker. <laughs> How many strokes would you all give Scoots if you all placed a bet straight up on the course? I mean, Scoots, he might take that personal. I don't know. I don't golf, so I can't tell you. I knew, I knew that Scoots' golfing ability has been a topic of much debate on the KRC show. Yeah, they've had some They've had some, some, some back and forth through the end of the scramble. I think they went at it, you know. Could you beat Scoots in golf? I have no idea. You don't golf as much, though, do you? I mean, I don't have no idea how good he is. Yeah, it's true. I mean, I shoot low 80s, I'd say. I mean, right now I haven't played in two years, so who knows. 
Texas, I once dated a woman who was a third grade teacher and looked just as sweet and wholesome as you would imagine a third grade teacher would. We were talking about what we liked in the bedroom and she was being coy about what she liked. In my mind, I'm thinking it's got to be something pretty tame. And she hits me with, well, it'd be cool if you choked and slapped me around and peed on me. My jaw was on the floor and no, I didn't do it. I'm thinking of Luke Wilson. Yeah, I tried to tell you these things. You said some pretty messed up stuff in there. <laughs> you know, from old school. I was thinking more of forgetting Sir Marshall again, where she's like, she's like, do you want to choke me? And he's like, kind of now. <laughs> <laughs> Texas says, can we just cut off Jalen Withers' hand so he can't turn it over anymore? Well, he's a great outside shooter right now. He's Don't just, dribble the ball. He's just not giving us much when he tries to attack. Yeah, or does anything other than shoot the ball. Texas says, Trevor, quote, who makes fun of somebody dying? Ex-girlfriend calls. Trevor, can you help me dig up a dead body? Out hey, I'm not it? making fun of the guy. Texas, even with uh, our losses, will our strength of schedule pull us up a few spots? Yeah, and these analytics, like we will, as long as we're not getting blown out in all these games, we should like hold serve. But if we get... What's your definition of blown out, though? Well, by more than what they project. It's pretty okay. simple. Like They project a 16-point loss tonight. So if we lose by like 30, we're going to move down. If we, if lose, we by lose by like 13. eight, we may move up slightly. Like that's, it's all based on how we we fare according to what See, they're. This is why I don't are. follow the, the the Ken Palm stuff. I think it's all hocus pocus. I mean, it's pretty easy to follow. It's all baloney, malarkey. It's <laughs> pretty solid tracking tool. Yeah, Texas it's says. A tool, all right. Uh, Texas says. One other Raquel Welch reference is the Seinfeld episode where she beats up Elaine because she thought Elaine was making fun of her dancing without moving her arm. It's <laughs> a great crazy, episode. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot that was Raquel, Raquel Welch. Welch. I did. I forgot about that. Texas Louisville basketball bet of the night is first half point total under 59 and a half. I like that bet. That's the one where Kramer got the uh, the Tony on accident. That's right. And he had to tell her. He's the one that told her. and he, She destroyed the Tony over his head. I like that bet, though. The Texas sense. What he said. I'm sorry. First half point total under 59 and a half. For gold, oh, for combined, yeah, oh yeah, because we'll, we'll we'll have 17, 20 points at halftime, and they'll have probably. They'll, I think the final halftime score. I'll go on and say, you do the math. Tell me if this is under thirty-eight to sixteen. Uh, that's fifty-four points. Yeah, so that's under. Yeah, okay, you take it. Yeah. Sorry, Mike, you aren't low 80s. There's nothing you can say to change my mind. Someone who hasn't cared enough to golf in two years was never that good. Well, I have not been able to play. I've, Health I, reasons, unfortunately. I, played, so. yeah, uh, I love playing. What's, yeah, you can't drink, you can't play, right? I, well, I can't. With this, I can't get out there and do anything. Yeah, because if you can't drink, what fun is it to play? I mean, I don't like, I don't like, well, if I'm playing well, I don't like drinking. Isn't golf like one of those like video games you can't do it sober? It's just pointless. No, I don't think that's true. Like, I don't think I've played a video game sober in my life. I would say at average courses, I shoot mid to low 80s and like good courses I'll shoot around 90. What's the blue fire? Yeah. Texas watching Sorry, the Mango game winner on repeat for two hours until the game's over. I forgot about that game. How could you forget about that game? Easy. Incredible game. Texas, damn it, Mike, I was going to watch Deep Blue Sea tonight for the first time instead of going to the game. <laughs> I ruined it for you. And for the record, I've never seen it either. Yeah, I've seen it. I mean, I but Fine. I know I know the the I remember I know the scene you're talking about. And I remember El Cuadres being in it. Texas, the body this is the guy, the teacher from Arizona that you bailed on. The, I, the body dig up would have been the content that the students would have loved. <laughs> what kind of class are you teaching? I like that he sent in the picture of his kid with a TK to AZ side. I know. I, to the teacher, I, that you were literally the one thing that I I was holding on to most. I know. Of it makes me sad. 
I kid you not. Like I, like if next time I'm out, like out west in any way, I'm 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 going to reach out to this guy. I feel bad for these kids. There could have been like a future like radio superstar, or you know, I don't know, a Thornton's manager or something out there that that now won't live up to that potential because of me. I know. I hate it. I hate it. Now they're just going to be all like you know, Aaron Paul and in, in, in character in Breaking Bad. Texas says, who is the next men's basketball coach to win his first national championship? Well, this is kind of, you're kind of asking me to predict who's going to win it this year because there are a lot of coaches that have a chance to win it for the first time this year. Maybe, may not be this year. But I'm saying, like, if you think, I mean, look at the team. Kelvin Sampson's never won it. No. Nate Oates has never won it. No. Cronin's never won it. Painter's never won it. No. No. Barnes has never won it. Several of those guys haven't even been to Final Four. Danny Hurley's never won it. Like, all these teams in the top ten have coaches that have never won a national title. So if you're trying to, it's tough. I mean, you're asking me basically to predict who thinks going to win it this year, unless it's going to be like Bill Self in Kansas. Or, or Drew, maybe. Yeah, Baylor's pretty good. Um, I mean, it's, and you could see one of those two winning it. I mean, I mean, it wouldn't be shocking. Depends on the draw. Yeah. Mark Few is, you know, they're okay. Yeah. Gonzaga. Um, I mean, right now, I like UCLA a lot. I know people don't like hearing that. You keep getting a high on UCLA. I don't know. I mean, I, I think Purdue could probably... They have a shot. Cronin's another drug. I'm low on I'm lower on Tennessee than most people. I think you can't have that bad of an offense. I it. agree. Yeah. Uh, and hell, I mean Alabama's they've they've been the best team in the country this season. They are the best team in the country right now. I'll say Nate Oates. There you go. That's my answer. Not confident. Texas. I'm the I'm the freshman baseball commits PE teacher, and watching him play dodgeball is like watching the scene from Billy Madison. He already throws 90 miles an hour. I just respect the fact that he still allows dodgeball in his class. What, would, what else would you play? I don't think dodgeball is allowed, and some 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 schools don't allow dodgeball anymore. Yeah, seriously? Yeah, not, not just recently. It's been a while. We always played dodgeball. So did I, but dodgeball is considered like you know cruel. Some 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 teachers find it uh, unhealthy for students. Not me. Texas <laughs> Trevor has real trouble with plurals, plural words, plural marriages. Then drops the worst romance advice ever, telling people not to be themselves. Holy bleep, he must have smoked the Super Bowl high eagles high. <laughs> it's more of a throwback to yesterday's show. Yeah, and I didn't say not be yourself the whole time. Just not be yourself for Valentine's Day. You were, you were looking at Valentine's You weren't giving advice to the people on Valentine's Day who have significant others. You basically were, like, trying to get have laid. a hookup. Yeah. yeah, I'm trying to get people laid. Yeah. What can I say? If I, I live vicariously through my listeners. Texas R.I.P. Raquel, one of the Shawshank posters. When lovely Raquel graced herself. That was the name. Isn't that the original name of the book? Like Raquel Welch in the poster or something like that? Is it? I have no idea. The original name of the book is, is named. Yeah, it's. it's uh, what is it? Shawshank. Like, I'm almost positive that was the name of the. I had this discussion with somebody before, and I always forget it. Uh, no, Rita Hayworth and the Shawshank. Rita Hayworth. That's what it was. My bad. I couldn't remember which poster it was. It was Rita or Raquel. My bad. Texas says, free water test kits at Home Depot and Westport Road. Are they trying to tell us something? I'm nervous about that. I don't like, yeah. Well, I don't, how much water do you drink out of the faucet anyway? Not that much, but I mean, like, you know, a shower with it. I, yeah, but you're not drinking it. No, but I, I mean, if I'm brushing my teeth, I'm drinking that's that true. water. That's, yeah, okay. That's what I kept thinking. Like, people are like, like, paranoid about drinking. Like, how many people actually drink water in their faucet anyway now? I mean, I will, like, if I, when I take pills, just like, I use the faucet water I'm usually. Just grab a bottle. I mean, I have, I, I mean, I have. You know, case of bottled water in my fridge. I mean, we need to like a water filter or something. I don't like this. I don't like these environmental disasters. There's like another truck overturned in Arizona today with a bunch of waste and stuff. 
I wonder what's happening. I once got caught in traffic because a, a truck full of uh, fireworks fell over and exploded. That's more fun. I got stuck on. I got stuck sitting in the same place in Oklahoma for like three hours. All right, uh, tonight, seven o'clock tip off inside the KFC I'm Center. The Cards taking on Virginia. Virginia last, at last check at least was a sixteen and a half point favorite. Mm-hmm, yeah. <sighs> ESPNU has the TV coverage. Nine seventy WGTK has the radio coverage. Who's our play by play guy tonight? Uh, Anish Shroff, I know, is the play by play guy. The other guy, uh, let me look it up. Uh, Jordan Cornett of the ACC Network is the you analyst. Jim, no. Jordan Cornett, how do you not see Jordan Cornett? He's everywhere. He's, I feel like he's on every single I'm so promo. bad with, with names and people that do the play-by-play. If I hear his voice, I'll probably recognize it. Uh, Louisville has lost 14 of their last 15 against Virginia. The Cards have lost 6 of, <laughs> of their last— You don't need to read that. 6-37 and 37 over their last 43 games. Well, I can't even read the fact. I had to take the fact out of my game preview about us winning 157 straight when we score 85 points. They've even ruined that for me. How does tonight go, TK? What's your prediction? Oh, man. Uh, it's going to be two hours of, of Shepper. So it's going to be <laughs> Carl Shepper. Um, not good. I, I don't, <laughs> I mean, like in some games, I'll be like, we might, you know, start out decent and then we'll, you know, fade or we'll start out slow and make a comeback. I don't see either of those things happening. Uh, if you're going to the game tonight, more power to you. I'll stand and admit you're probably a better fan than I am because uh, I'm not going. I wouldn't go. Um, I think Louisville is just outmanned from the beginning. I think they're outmanned in the middle and outmanned in the end. And when the dust clears and there's like five people left in the Yum Center and four of them are Virginia fans, I'm going to say the five, uh, Virginia wins 79 to 52. Oh, that's bad. That's Tell me if you've heard this script before. I think Virginia is going to run out to a fairly large early lead because we are looking woeful and like we have no idea what we're doing. Well, uh, maybe we take the props to do it like this. I think it's going to run off to a big lead. We just yeah, we can just not do the segment the team for the rest of the, of the, the season. Virginia races out to a decent early lead. It's people are tweeting how bad this is. It's what was me. It's everything's terrible. Louisville kind of hits some shots and looks decent for a while. Maybe gets it back to single digits late first half, early second ooh, half, ooh. but never really contends. No. Virginia does what they need to do. They're always ahead by 12 to 17 points. They wind up winning, let's say, 73-57. So you're going 16. So you're saying they cover, kind of. Slight cover, yeah. Right. But it's it's never really in question. It's not pretty. It's not a pretty cover. I don't see that being Here's right. hoping we're wrong. Go Cards, <laughs> beat Virginia, everyone enjoy the game tonight. Let's have a happy show tomorrow, maybe. Who knows? If it's happy, if it's sad, regardless, we'll be here tomorrow at 3. I'll let you know when to flip over to AEW. Have a terrific Wednesday night. We love you. Go Cards. You don't have to admit you're wrong away. It's me. Just let me rock you.